0: on there's a dirty little secret you told clint parker to turn around and take off his pants yes and did he
1: yes and i just gave him a couple swats
0: but
2: he gotta eat the booty like groceries you don't doing this dumb yeah. ass. You f- you fool open your mouth so i can give you this milk open your f***ing mouth man I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby the truth of the matter is you were not a good baby well you ain't seen nothing my friend until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen
3: nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her... Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. What? Yeah,
0: it's it's for real, for real, yeah.
3: I've been drinking. You
0: told me to leave while I'm in my order
1: while you're making out with that slut.
3: Being in the industry with how much... Do you take on your face? Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. They're make you slap somebody. This is terrible.
1: This is terrible. Kid, I, I ain't gonna take, take off my shoes, right? So kiss my black. Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Who do I give?
4: God bless America and God bless Trumpy Bear.
1: That was like a peck. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch. Being a loser.
4: Paul's still in the warning track. He's being waved home. Edwin Encarnacion says, yes, indeed. You'll see something you've never seen before. That's me with an inside the park home run.
5: How about that?
0: How about that, indeed. Welcome to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, where... You'll uh, get hooked up with $1,000 every single hour on the program. We'll also have some warp Tour tickets to pass out. Got a huge day planned for you. Coming up at 8 o'clock, Conor McGregor lit his career on fire just, so to, just to help me with my Friday morning. Yeah. Conor McGregor, buddy, what are you thinking? 8 o'clock, we'll get into that. Before that, actually, 7, we'll talk to uh, Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. A lot of rumors about the uh, Browns right now. Actually, there's a really interesting article. I don't think there's a whole lot to it, but there's a guy in Philadelphia who claims he knows that A, LeBron is leaving, and B, why, in fact, it's going to happen. So we'll talk to Munch about that coming up at 7 o'clock. And then 9 a.m., Fantone loaded, uh, uh, loaded up an interview for us with Dr. Matt Noyes. And Matt Noyes, if I have my information correct, will be one of the first... Medicinal Marijuana Operators... In Northeast Ohio, and he'll actually be opening his operation in Akron. Is that right?
5: Yeah, the good doctor. He is a Maslin based. He is an orthopedic surgeon. Uh, So like he specializes, I believe, in shoulders and elbows. Uh, But we're not going to be talking to him about any of that crap. No, Uh, no, dude. he he is the CEO of a company that runs a medical marijuana operation in California, and he will be one of the first medical marijuana operations here in Northeast Ohio. I just sort of kind of met him by chance, and he was like, yo, dude, here's what I do. And I'm like, oh, well, you seem like a good person to have in the back pocket. Give me that business card, homie.
0: Fire Rock, I believe, is yes. the name of his operation. Yes. So we'll talk to Dr. Matt Noyes coming up at 9 o'clock. I have a list of questions for him, obviously, as we'll be interviewing right. him. But one of the first ones right out of the gate, I think, I think the first thing I'm going to ask him is. I have read 10 studies and I'm using a little hyperbole there. But I've, I've read a bunch of different articles that say in areas where you legalize marijuana yeah. or where medicinal marijuana will take hold, that opiate addiction decreases. And the numbers are, like, it's drastic. Like, it massively falls off. And I, as a reasonably intelligent person, can't connect the dots. And so I'm hoping a doctor will be able to help me figure out how that happens. Because I okay. think once people hear that, and people hear that that's that, that can be a byproduct of what we do, of this people might go oh if it's going to help with that that much then I'm then I am on board
5: i've always kind of bought into the theory of like with the legalization of marijuana um that at that point, you do have a little bit of like of room to say to addicts there, where it's like, guys, I get it. Like, cocaine and marijuana, two different drugs, right there. But like, we're giving you this. We're giving you legal weed. You have if 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 we catch you with coke, if we catch you abusing opiates, if we catch you doing these things, it's going to be a different set of consequences.
0: Well, that's fair. I just I, the conventional wisdom on drugs and alcohol has always been, or was, and up until recently. That if you had a problem, that you needed to stay away from all of it. Because sooner or later, one of these was going to trigger the thing. I mean, I had a buddy who went through the program. And they tell him, like, dude, you can't, like, his problem was opiates. That's what, he was addicted to Oxycontin. And they're like, dude, you can't have beer. Because sooner or later, beer's going to make you want the Oxycontin. That was the conventional wisdom on addiction.
5: Yeah, and I, I, I see where that comes from, but I I, I don't necessarily know if, if I think that that's true. Just because you had a problem with some substances mean that you can't be okay with others.
0: I don't know, obviously, as as I'm not a doctor, but I've seen enough people fail thinking that they can dip their toes in other things. That makes me, again, suspicious of it. That's one of the reasons why I want to ask Dr. Matt Noyes about it. So that's why I'm so eager to ask him that at 9 o'clock. <laughs> I've I mean, seen enough people I personally know fail. Like that. I, I
5: guess I've seen enough people that I know that have like put things behind them. You know what I'm saying? People that people that were straight drug addicts in younger parts of their life can still like responsibly drink
0: it. I mean, there are, yes, there's going to be evidence on both sides. That's what that's, I think it's really a personal thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I quit smoking cigarettes, yet I still have other bad habits.
5: Right. And it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily, it, it isn't, it, sometimes I'm sure it makes you want them, but like, it's not necessarily but it's not, but right, it's an everyday thing, whether you're sober or not, you're still, there's going to be those times when you want Well, them. that's
0: what I'm always, this is what I'm always saying. That's why it's like, it does, it, a lot of like addiction specialists, they hate when you go to the, you know, to the willpower argument. But there is a component of willpower that is in it. There's no denying it.
5: I think what a big part of it is, is that there's never going to be like a, hey, here's the one set path that works for everybody. Mm -mm. Of course, there's going to be maps that we can kind of give you and kind of help you along the way. But like, it's going to be every different individual is going to kind of have a different story of like how drugs and the relationship that they have with them.
0: Well, anything like, dude, if you and I go to the hospital for the same operation, we are going to rehab differently when we leave. Our bodies are going to handle that differently. The you know, they mean, the makeup of us is going to be different. So we'll talk to Dr. Matt Noyes about a little bit of all of that coming up at nine o'clock this morning. And again, munch on sports at seven o'clock, and we'll get into Conor McGregor coming up at eight. Uh, I got some interesting numbers on Tiger Woods. Uh, apparently, dude, tickets for the Masters this year were up four thousand dollars. Meaning, dude, it cost you about thirty five hundred last year to get in. It's about seven grand now, seven seventy uh, around seventy five hundred. Bridgestone golf balls claim that they are up 110 percent since Tiger Woods's return.
5: What what happened with him yesterday? What happened in the Masters? What was the rundown? I mean, dude, it's he's he's one over, tied for 29th. And here's the thing:
0: Jordan Spieth is six under. And this is what I can't understand. If your whole thing is golf is just boring, and you're not going to, and you can't watch it, I totally get it. I really do. I'm not trying to sit here and ever tell anybody, no, dude, you're just missing it. It's awesome. There's a ton of action. I'm not that guy. Right. But this thing where people are like, well, I'll watch it if Tiger's doing it. Meanwhile, dude, Jordan Spieth is out there doing what you wish Tiger was doing. He's 6-under, which at the the first round of the Masters is amazing. Tiger Woods is not capable of anything on a golf course that Jordan Spieth is not. Now, he's put together a longer career, but again, give Jordan some years. Let's see what happens. But I'm saying as far as scoring-wise, shot-making goes, like all this stuff, he is not capable of anything Jordan is not. Why is Tiger Woods the draw? And let's be honest, it's still, all these years later, the race thing, right?
5: Well... I don't know if it's still the race thing today. I think the racing was a huge part of why Tiger was the lightning that he was, that why he was so, like, you know, charismatic and dynamic. I think that played a big part of it then. But I think at least right now, a big part of it is, is like, he reached such heights that, like, there's a little bit of, like, it doesn't matter that Jordan Spieth is doing what he was doing then because it wasn't about that then. It it was about more than that. So, like, there's almost that nostalgia factor of... It feels like 10 years ago to guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why they want to watch well, it, it. because. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, and, 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 and like, I don't know. There's just something about it. It's like hearing an old song or hearing like, or smelling, you know, something from out of nowhere. And it just takes you back. So I'm sure that's a big part of why guys still want Tiger to go out there because they feel like there's a little bit of themselves and their youth from 10 years ago in Tiger now.
0: The last tournament last week, the, or not last week the week before I think when he played ratings TV up 93 percent I'm not
5: surprised I'm
0: not now even me because and guys I gotta I, I, I got give the audience a bunch of credit here I was wrong you guys were right you download the masters app on your yeah. phone there's you don't need to put your cable company info in they're just letting you watch it I watched the entire tournament yesterday on my couch I did Chromecasted it to my TV but I downloaded the app and like watched it like that and what? even me a diehard. I would rather see I would rather see Jordan Spieth win the Masters than Tiger Woods, but when Tiger's doing something amazing, even I'm a little bit more excited than I am when I when I'm watching anything else. It, it, he so it's like I can't even hate the casual fan over it because he even he it, 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 he makes me feel like that. There's just something about him. Imagine being that guy. Imagine like dude, you know like dude. As long as I show up and I play well, all these people get to keep their goddamn jobs. All of them. It just well. I guess I am that guy here at Rock 106.
5: Not. <laughs> the Tiger Woods of the Rock Mother.
0: <laughs> I kind of am. You know, I didn't crash my car.
5: <laughs> I didn't do that. Not recently. <laughs> I didn't. I did.
0: I didn't do that. It is First Friday. Downtown, Yeah, downtown Canton, Ohio will uh, will be uh, will, will be a buzz tonight. And oh, damn uh, it is. They always do a theme on these, and this month's is Canton history. So as you'll be out tonight probably looking to score, we'll help you maintain your erection as you age. Next on the Stansberry Show. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. Online for you, WRQK.com. Coming up at 7 o'clock, we'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. Also get you hooked up with $1,000. Then 8 o'clock, we'll talk about how Conor McGregor took his whole career and lit it on fire yesterday And then 9 o'clock we'll talk to Dr. Matt Noyes Who has been approved for a medicinal marijuana operation in Akron, Ohio He's a Massillon-based doctor um, He owns Fire Rock, which is a medicinal marijuana, um, I believe, operation that he has in California Correct. And he will be opening a location in Akron, Ohio So we'll talk to him about the benefits And some of my hesitation on uh, medicinal-only marijuana bills being passed and that kind of stuff. We'll get into uh, all of that with Dr. Matt Noah. I did see this this morning. Um, You know know what? We buried the lead. You know what today is?
5: I do not. What is today? It's opening day. Wow.
0: It's opening day for the Indians. And I got to imagine if you're a baseball fan, you're like, dude, Conor McGregor, seriously? You're not going to talk to me about the goddamn Indians that are starting tonight at home? Or today, right? It's like 4 o'clock, 4 or 5, I believe is when they do that. Now, have they changed the weather prediction? Because two days ago, we were worried they were going to have to cancel the game because of that.
5: I do not know about up north, um, but I do know it's going to be cold down here. Like, I I mean, you know, what comes off the lake comes off the lake. But, like, if it's going to be under 40 here and then you throw lake wind on top of it, like, it's going to be cold as hell at that game.
0: I'm looking at Cleveland's because I got multiple cities on my phone. You know what I mean? Obviously, like most of you. Um at 4 o'clock, it says 42 degrees, but really windy. So right there, you know what I mean, downtown, you're right. That's going to be a little cold. I would dress appropriately for that one. That's going to be a little cold. I'm kind of bummed I'm not going, I guess. I'm supposed to work tonight, but I guess he's already thinking about calling some people off, so I, I right. so I might get myself out of that one. And as a, as a casual baseball fan, I have to be honest about it. That's what I am. There is something about opening day. And... As much as I'm like so so on baseball on TV, I do love going to a baseball game. I do. I like being there.
5: Yeah, I mean I like going to baseball games too, but the home opener is like the last game I want to go to, honestly. Like, I understand that it's like, hey, everyone's gonna be optimistic and high-fiving each other, but you have enough of that at a regular baseball game, I feel like. I don't wanna have to go fight the crowds. I don't wanna have to go deal with parking, I don't wanna have to go deal with all that. I mean if I wait three weeks, number one, it's gonna be warmer, and number two, everything's gonna be like a third of what the Prices is so like the, today's the last day i would want to go what price oh like parking is up? Yeah, everything's gonna be more expensive today just because it's a sellout you know what i'm saying yeah that's true that's true
0: i don't know there's something about opening day i just kind of like you know it, it was always like a ritual when i was in high school we would like bail and go down this and again i think yeah i mean my early part of my high school they were still a municipal so it was like that place was like ma'am and no nobody ever went you know what I mean? So, like, we would just, like, break out of school and then go. It was, like, one of those things. I don't know, man. There's something about opening day. Again, as a casual baseball fan at best, I kind of like it. But I, um, I, I do not have tickets as of right now. And if I do get called off of work, it's first Friday, and it's Canton History Month. So I kind of feel like going out and kind of celebrating that. So you might be able to find me downtown. Um, speaking of which. I know a lot of guys worry about how to keep well, your penis healthy as you start to age. They say a 50 year old man who is healthy is probably performing sexually, or your penis probably performs about as well as an out-of-shape 30-year-old who smokes and drinks. Jeez. Do so you think about that? Wow. That's not great.
5: No, no, that's really not. Man, oh, man. I mean, I don't get me wrong. Age is obviously going to start to deteriorate performance and stuff like that. But, dude, that's, 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 a, that's a harsh to hear. Now, we know healthy
0: blood flow is essential to your erection, okay? But there are obviously some other physical and mental health factors that play a role in good penis functionality, all right? So let's, uh, let's take a look at some of these. And I'm actually, I was, I will, spoiler, I was more relieved after having run through this list this morning than I okay. was. Like
5: when I just read the headline, I was like, oh God. Worried about things. Oh they God. Be a bunch of stansberry problems, but, but all right.
0: But I am more, I, I am, I am more optimistic now. They say relax and unwind. They say stress will always trigger the fight or flight response. When that happens, Phantom, your nervous system then will flood your body with stress hormones like adrenaline, but adrenaline spurs the heart and it will make your heart then beat faster. And your blood vessels will then constrict so that the blood is directed to where it's needed to deal with that crisis instead of where you want it, which is your penis. So they say, relax and unwind. Now that's one of those things that's easier said than done.
5: Yes, easier said than done, no question about it. Uh, what I'll say about that is that there's some people in life who like lean into stress and like, like, like feed it. And I don't understand that. Like, I get it that sometimes there's going to be things in life that stress you out, and you're not going to be able to necessarily avoid it. But there's some people that like throw fuel on that fire. You know what I mean? And just like, all right, well, you know, I'm going to ah. complain about it, but I'm also going to well, that's why they do it, feed it
0: because they like to complain. Um, it, it, I always say people, the human being will always look to self-victimize. And so as much as people want to be like, I hate that I'm so stressed. You also kind of like it because it gives you something to bitch about. Yeah, You're able to kvetch about it. They say another thing to help you maintain a healthy erection is drink moderately. And again, I have cut down the amount of alcohol I drink. Now, I know I just said I was going to go out tonight, but I have cut down the amount of alcohol I drink drastically. They say a glass of red wine may, fi- may fuel your libido, but a full bottle may screw with your penis brain circuitry and eliminate any chance of you getting an erection? Obviously, this is where the terms whiskey D kind of comes into play.
5: Here. Yeah, I mean, I understand it's the social lubricant, but at the same time, drinking a whole bottle of wine, knowing that you already have an erection problem—I mean, maybe at that point, you're throwing hurdles in front of yourself so you can be like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" You know, it's the wine. It's not necessarily my penis's fault.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, there is part of that, and I think sometimes you know you can hear this kind of stuff, and then if you drink, be like, "Oh my god, did I just drink too much?" And mentally, you're taking yourself out of it. Um, these two can kind of go together. It's eat more fish, but if you're not going to do that, then have two to three servings of fatty fish a week. But again, if you're not going to do that, take two omega-3 fatty acid supplements a day, which I, again, the bottle that I have of my omega-3s tell me to take three pills daily with a meal. So that's about what I do. I know there's a lot of you know articles that go back and forth about vitamins and whether or not they're beneficial or not or if they're overvalued or this and that. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I take vitamins and if... I feel they're a lot like praying for me that maybe it doesn't help, but what's it going to hurt? It's not going to hurt. Go to bed earlier is another way to help maintain your erection. Testosterone levels peak in the morning. So irregular sleep patterns or getting fewer than seven hours of sleep will affect your brain and the quality of sleep that you've had in your overall sexual health. Poor sleep is associated with many health issues that contribute to sexual problems, including high blood pressure, sleep apnea, and diabetes, which do are all three major factors of ED.
5: Yeah, and I, I mean, it goes back into that stress thing that you we were talking about. So I think sleep's really important, I'm sure, for your boner and really for the rest of just how your all body's functioning. Yeah.
0: Your overall stress level. Yeah. If you, got, if you ate better and got more rest, your stress level's going to come down. It's just, it's just there's, there's, it's, there's no denying it. They say do a ball check. Testicular cancer strikes nearly 8,000 men a year. Actually, I would have thought that would have been way higher. Mostly uh, young men between the ages of 15 and 40. When caught early, Phantone, testicular cancer can be cured more than 95% of the time. I didn't know that. I had no idea. But if you leave it undetected, it can spread to other parts of the body. So they say, check your boys once a month. All right. Um, They say, take a hot bath or shower. Warm water will relax the muscles that pull the testicles up into your scrotum, allowing you to handle them easier. They say cup the scrotum then. Feel both your testicles at once. Kind of like stress balls there. Benoit.
5: Does, does this have anything to do with, like, you're not going to be able to maintain an erection if you had testicular cancer? I never heard that before. I never heard that either. But I mean, I've heard, you know, get your balls shacked.
0: But I, yeah, I would imagine that, yeah, they're saying that, okay. you know, there's a correlation there. They say they may not be identical but there shouldn't be any dramatic differences in size. Gently examine each testicle individually with both hands. Place your index and middle fingers underneath your thumb on top of a testicle. Roll the testicle between your fingers. I'm actually doing this as I'm reading it to you, which is weird. Around the entire surface for about 30 seconds, use it like light pressure. Feel some for some lumps or bumps, and they should each feel smooth like a peeled, hard-boiled egg. Oh, that just ruined one of my favorite snacks. Another thing here. This is a big one. They say quit smoking cigarettes, and that's going to help your erection. And the biggest one they say, and again, I've done all these things. I've cut down my drinking. I'm getting better sleep. I'm taking a walk every day. I take the omega-3s. I've quit smoking cigarettes. And here's the big one. They say, number one on the list, eat a healthy diet and exercise regularly. And I would be lying to you right now. That if part of the reason why I didn't start to fix my diet and didn't and started to go back to the gym wasn't about my penis. Of course it was. Of course it was about the fact that I started to look at what my age was and realized that I am not going to escape the fate of this. I'm not going to be the one guy that escapes the fate of this. And so I was looking to curtail it and was like, let's, let's try to cut it off at the past. Now, I should have been on it 10 years ago. But like everybody else, I wasn't. But that's obviously a reason or one of those reasons. It was also on a suggestion of my therapist. It was like, Dan, if you get in better shape, you're just going to be happier and we're going to be able to work much deeper on some of the other issues you're here for. And it was just a suggestion, but it was obviously also partially due to the fact that I wanted my penis to work properly, especially, again, like tonight being First Friday here in Canton, Ohio. John Daly stealing the show at the Masters. I'll give you that next on Rock
2: 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. 106.9.
0: Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 710, your opportunity to $1,000. You'll also be getting fired up because Munch is going to put adrenaline straight into your veins. He's already up tweeting...
5: Fired up, Pulp Fiction style, dude. Just taking that needle, shoving it in your heart,
0: dude. Something's going on in the studio. Like people were emailing me yesterday, telling me my mic doesn't sound right, and right. I would agree. When I was putting the best up together yesterday, you know, yesterday I was like, dude, you can barely hear this thing. And now on my side of the board, like, dude, I have my headphones turned all the way up, and I can barely
5: hear anything in them. I think you sound better today. Something, something has happened in well, here. There's, there's no hu- question. Well, yeah, there's a huge piece of the board that's just missing. MIA right there. See
0: something's happening, so I don't want to be upset. Right. Because I emailed somebody yesterday and said, hey, there's a couple of things in here, and it at least looks like something's going on. But So I'm not going to... I don't want to be upset because they're at least attempting to get something resolved. I don't like the fact that I am left in the dark about what is happening. I would like a little hey, when you go in... like There should be an email. Like, hey, when you walk in the studio tomorrow, there's a big, huge chunk of the board that's normally in there. It's gone. And here's why. Because we're doing this. I just would like a little bit of... like. I'm just, like, left in the dark about what's going on. It didn't feel like the way that should be to me.
5: No. No. I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe Teresa found out about it. I don't know. I don't know. I bet she spilled coffee in it is what happened. Son of a bitch.
0: I bet that's what happened. So John Daly is another golfer, much like Tiger Woods, that he moves the needle.
5: Oh, yeah, he does, dude. I love John Daly. People love the Daly.
0: And he's the everyman. And I remember when he came out on the golf scene, he was a total hillbilly. You could see it. He smoked cigarettes on the course, but he hit the ball 370, So everybody loved him. He won a major. I believe he won the British. And he's had a problem with drugs and alcohol his entire career. There used to be a show on the golf channel that was amazing called being John Daly. And it was so good. And it was about his like, try at a comeback at golf, and you could see it in every episode. It's like, yeah, this is going off the rails, and it's going fast, and it was great.
5: Yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I know it's like a home run or, you know, a dunk where it's like, dude, hitting the long ball really is important. But without this aspect of him being out there smoking cigarettes and high on cocaine and, and, and drunk on whiskey, he wouldn't have been who he was. No, it would he have, wouldn't have.
0: No, he would have caught. You would have been like, man, that guy hits the ball far for about a month.
5: Right. And, then, and whatever. <laughs> after who cares? that, You'd be like,
0: dude, it's golf. It's boring. Checkered pants. I got it. Right. You know what I mean? But he's just a he's a booze hound. And it's just now I they say he's sober-ish now i I, <laughs> I don't know if I buy it, but Daly is he's one of these guys who got very little and ruined it by himself but is still able to like eke out this living and I think eke out's probably not fair I think he actually does pretty well with it just because I think people see themselves in John Daly of course. And so, for about a week, I guess, he's been down the street from the Masters in his own like Prevost bus because he's got a tour bus. He's had it forever. And he's been set up in the parking lot of a Hooters. (laughs) (laughs) And he just like sells John Daly merchandise and like takes selfies with you and like signs autographs and people pay him.
5: God bless him, dude. And,
0: dude, here's the thing if somebody said to me, if somebody walked in here right now, (laughs) And said, Stansburg, at 8 a.m., John Daly will be at Dick Sporting Goods signing autographs. This show would be over right now.
5: Right. Best of mode. Be like,
0: dude, I am going to go see John Daly. Like, he is just one of those guys. And again, I kind of see myself in the
5: daily. Now, isn't he like um, John Gruden and Dick Vitale, who once they did the, the Hooters commercials, like those dudes are like VIP Hooters for life for free now, right? Oh, maybe that is, and what's that's happening. why I think he's out there is because he's just going in eleven o'clock once Hooters opens up, dude, getting getting himself some wings, dude. Like he,
0: this is how. All right, Arnold Palmer had his own drink. Yeah, it is lemonade and iced tea. Yeah, it's, it's one of the it's right? one of the most delicious drinks you'll ever have. Yeah, if you pour vodka in it, they call it the John Daly, <laughs> dude. And the John Daly is, it, dude, that's available at every golf course there is. Like you can hear guys, that's what they want. Give me a John Daly.
5: I um I can't believe that Canton doesn't have a Hooters. Like it's one of those things that since I've moved here, I've been like, yo, where's that Hooters at? And nobody, no, nowhere. nowhere. We don't have a Hooters. I can't believe
0: we still have
5: Hooters. Like I sure, I like it.
0: But in today's day and age, I'm surprised they have it.
5: I mean, at the end of the day, do I like Hooters? Eh, you know what I'm saying? Like it's one of those places where, where like the food's good. I haven't eaten there in 20 years. I don't know. The experience is fine. It's not like a. It's not like. It's not like. Oh my God, dude, that's what we need in this in this market. But to me, it's just like how. How is there not one? It just feels like such a Stark County thing that that's that 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 that. Well, where are you going to get the staff, bro? Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. ex maslin cheerleaders. You know what I'm saying? Like how I, I just it blows my mind. Oh, your thing's there. the orange. I'm just saying in, in Perry Township, somewhere on Tusk. How is there never been a Hooters? It, it would just make sense to me.
0: Was there one back in the day when Hooters was big here? There was a
5: tilted kilt that I know about, but I don't know anything ever about about having a Hooters down here. It it just makes sense.
0: I uh. I once won a, a wing-aiding competition at Hooters. And they had a Hooters there? In the flats, downtown Cleveland. They used... And if you remember, this is... I mean, you'd have to be old now, I guess. That there used to be a big stage out the back door of that Hooters. Okay. And so the crowd was like... 30, 40 f- feet underneath you. And that, I mean, it was like they'd have band, like major bands play there and stuff like that. And so they had us all up there. And there was just, we just happened to be eating lunch there for some reason. I don't even know. And they came around the table and they looked at me. And they were like, I bet you want to be in the wing eating competition. And my buddies were all like, do it, man. Me? Do it. Yeah. And so sure enough, I went up there and I ate like six buckets of wings and kicked ass. I won.
5: Stansbury's glory days, right there.
0: And sadly enough, <laughs> much like your mother keeps your, like, you know what I mean, little league trophies up on the mantle. You out there listening right now? I was all county, bro. My mom's got my Hooters wing eating championship trophy proudly displayed center mantle, right there, right to the center there. Your shot at a thousand dollars and Mark Munch Bishop. You're getting both next on Rock
2: 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9.
0: Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000 momentarily. Before we get there, i got to talk to my good buddy, Mark Munchbishop. Munch on sports. Catch him weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350. You can catch him everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Make sure you're downloading that. Listen to Munch. Munch, it's opening day for the Cleveland Indians, buddy. It's the Tribe versus the Royals 410. Get us pumped up for it, man. What's going on?
3: Yeah, you know, I'm going to tell you something, and I understand there is 162 baseball games. Oh, by the way, 156 now, okay, after the 2-4 and left-coast road trip. But the bottom line is... Sure, we love marching down to uh, First Energy Stadium. Well, we have in the past. Let's hope we do that again. Sure, we love it when the Cavs are rocking the queue. Sure, we love it when the Charts take over the Canton Civic Center. There's just something, and I don't know what it is, guys. Is could be the pastime. Could be we know that you know warm weather is knocking at the door. It's looming, but for me and uh, for many, I got to say it's always been a something special, but B. you know what else? In this hard-working area, and I don't care if you're in uh, Canfield or Canton. I don't care if you're in Akron or Atwater, man, the bottom line is it's baseball, and you know what? It's a national holiday, man. We've got two of them in this Northeast Ohio. I say St. Paddy's Day in this one. It's always fun.
0: Yeah, the weather's not looking that great much. We may have to move the game from the TP to the igloo, though. It's going to be about <laughs>
3: 40.
0: It's, it's going to be pretty windy and pretty cold out there, man. Are you
3: actually going to the game today? Well, brother, you know what, man? Not until it's over, because, of course, I've got my duties from 3 to 6. However, I'll be broadcasting outside from about 9 to 2 when I depart for the station with a cast of characters. And then uh, depending what the game is when it gets off. But guys, think about this. The original forecast was in the 30s in rain. I will take 44, 45 in dry. Uh, you're just going to have to bundle up a little bit. And for many people, you know what? They'll have, as I call it, the proverbial antifreeze. So it won't matter. And uh, there's also the corner bar with the fire pits. I know you'll see a lot of people hanging there. Is it optimal weather? No. And, guys, think about this. They even moved it back more than a week, because we started a week ago yesterday. Uh, what the heck are you going to do? You know what I mean? Heck stands for, you were golfing
5: in February, remember? Yeah, I was. I was. He, was, he was golfing in December, dude. <laughs> okay. yeah, I'm an idiot, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Munch, you talk about the passion, uh, about the Northeast Ohio sports fan, the Indians fan right there, and uh, you really do see it on the home opener each and every year, um, but I think people often worry that that momentum, that that feeling of like optimism isn't necessarily going to stick through the year. Um, I, I mean, I know things got ended on kind of an abrupt notice last year when it got yeah. to getting beat by the Yankees. Do you think attendance rates this year are going to be up, down, stay, stay the same? What do you think is going to happen at the ballpark this year?
3: Oh brother, let me just tell you, this is not the years where it was kind of hilarious, guys. You'd look, Indians lead the majors in attendance at the old place of 75,000 then the next day they have 3,000, and the next day (laughs) 3,000 before you know it, they're averaging. No, Matt, actually, there's a record number of season tickets sold already. I'm not trying to scare people away from the park, but many of the Friday and Saturday games are already sold out throughout the entire season. They're thinking with a blankety eye you're going to have 2 million people. Now, the Indians have to do their part, too, and they have the last few years, actually last five years. Most wins in the American League of any team under Tito Francona. Wow. And What is that? You gotta win. You gotta win. People will keep coming.
0: Well, that's been our that's been, you know, the model we use here at Rock One O Six Nine. We keep winning, people keep coming. So coming. I, Amen. I, I would imagine that probably would be good for the Cleveland Indians. I want to talk to you about the NBA a little bit now, if I could, Monday Go, brother. As uh Kyrie Irving. Gonna miss the rest of the season and the playoffs. Um, is it official can we now say Kyrie Irving's fragile?
3: Yes wow i do like that i'm not even going to go off on it on down the line here's the thing they thought it was going to be a minor procedure you know what he's fragile but he's also for as great of a basketball player he is and guys i will not dispute that still the best one-on-one player in the league however if you don't have your wheels to be at that first step he may not be the best one-on-one player any longer. But think about this. And, and, and guys, stuff comes back to roost, man. I'm not some, some old wise guru or some young wise guru, whatever you want to call that. But didn't he tell the Cavaliers, you trade me or I'm having an operation, and I don't know how long I'm going to be out? Well, guess what? He's having that operation, isn't he? I call that freaking instant karma, baby, and it came back in a real, real strong way.
0: I, I'm just going to guess, because we know LeBron's a little petty. Like, there's a happy dance going on in LeBron's house right now over this, right? Yeah, you know what? There's
3: got to be. In fact, you know what? If you're Dan Gilbert, if if you're anybody in the front office, if you're somebody that are teammates who tried to coddle and cajole him, you know, you're thinking, okay, the guy's going to get repaired. He'll be okay in four or five months. He may never, ever be the, you know, same, doing the same things kind of player, but he's still a great basketball player. Oh, and by the way, He's a multi-multi-multi-millionaire. You know what guys my dad used to say? Somebody takes you off real, real good. This is the old 53rd and Broadway news, okay? He goes, scratch your nose with your middle finger. And if they say, are you flipping me off? say, absolutely not my nose inches. Okay, there
0: you go.
5: No, I I, I get it. I like it right there. Um, Munch, you know, you, you bring up Kyrie Irving and the threat that he made that he was going to have the surgery. And at the end of the day, I think he needed to have the surgery. And I think that it was, you know evident, just like it was with Isaiah, the lesser as well, is that, you know, obviously, <laughs> obviously, you know, you've got both those guys right now in, in in a hospital bed, getting worked on, getting a surgery and the calves just look like they're hitting it at the right time. Is it fair to say, number one, that the Cavaliers kind of won these trades and number two, I mean, what does this say about like Kobe Altman's ability to make something out of literally nothing?
3: You know what Kobe Altman did wave a magic wand to do what he did to to get some of the young players to infuse into this team. But the bottom line is, guys, yesterday told me a lot. This could have been a white flag game, okay? You had a nice lead throughout the first think about this, guys. They were down seventeen in the fourth. Now you know I looked at the missus. I said, you know what? I'll go do laundry here. You know, so if I walk out, then I hear her yelling to come back in the room, is that they were down seventeen. Think about this, 17 freaking points, and then LeBron James comes and brings him back pretty much single-handedly. I'm still seeing some things on defense that just drive me crazy. Guys, you know, I'm a big, big Kevin Love guy, but he's got to stop doing the matador times when people come into the lane. And even the young Jordan Clarkson will make some steals, but then guys will, uh, you know, uh, clown him on occasion. That, that, that's some mental stuff there. But it's special, and yes, from the get-go, had him coming out of the East. Maybe a little bit easier now. something else. If it's the Raptors at number one and the Cavs come to them, well, what can you say? They're our rented mules. They're our rental car. Nothing parties like a rental car.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. I, I like it much. I got one more uh, NBA question, then we're going to move over. Yes, to, sir. Then, then we'll move into some NFL draft stuff with you. Um, Philadelphia 76ers beat writer Chris Sheridan. Yeah. Says, Why is King James leaving the Cavs after this season? That question is finally answered in what he's calling an exclusive, but basically I'll spoil it for you. He is saying that this breaking point has officially hit between LeBron and Dan Gilbert over Dan Gilbert's strong support for our current president, Donald J. Trump, and that... LeBron James has finally lost enough respect for Dan Gilbert that he's officially out. Now, this feels to me... Now, I'm a guy that thinks LeBron is leaving, unless they win the title. If they, if they don't win the title, I, I I do believe LeBron leaves. But this, to me, does feel like Philadelphia wishing for something to be true because they want LeBron to come play for the 76ers. Is there any, any real truth in any of this?
3: Well, you know what? Number one, don't you work with people? Don't you... Have a beer or a shot with people don't you play golf with people that have different political views than you yes, heck but- I do wanna, heck I do in my own household yes, okay
2: yes,
4: and, and I-
3: the bottom line is. That is the reality of life. That's the reality of the greatest country in the world. Let me tell you this about Chris Sheridan and the Sixers. When you hear something called the process, trust the process. Of course, Joel Embiid says all that means is you got a freaking crooked owner, for the most part, trying to sell you a false bill of goods or people in the organization that have no freaking clue what they were doing. Oh, guess what? Did Sashi Brown have a process going for the Browns? And what did that end up with him? He ended up getting canned. They're just trying to save face. They're trying to, like, put things out. And, by the way, to well, hear something how smart these folks are, the Philly fans. The billboards they put up on 480, even if LeBron was driving to the airport, he still wouldn't see them because they're facing the other way. I'm just – that's what I'm getting at. No, no, it, it, it's ridiculous about uh, you know, the, the political stuff. Uh, you, you said you, you go to the store. Uh, you, you get served food. Heck, you talk to people on a daily basis. There's different political leaders. I think it's asinine and ridiculous.
5: I would agree with
0: you that you and I have to go to work every day and deal with people who have a different political opinion than you and I. And we have to swallow what we have to deal with. I would make the argument that LeBron James does not have to do that. I want to move over to the NFL draft if we could. Oh, um, I like that. The, uh, the, the, the rumor is Josh Allen will not meet with the Jets. So people are now saying that means Josh Allen is behind closed doors thinking that he's going to become a Cleveland Brown. What do you think they do at one?
1: You know
3: what? Well, number 1, I know that they are going to take a quarterback. Number 2, if indeed they know what they're doing and guys know nothing personal in any way shape or form believe that they do take Sam Darnold, okay? Um can inaccuracy, be? Fixed? I've been just going crazy trying to track this stuff down, and talking to the best quarterback gurus, they say, you know what, even to a Sean Kaiser, yes, inaccuracy can be fixed, but you're talking hours, hundreds of hours of footwork, hundreds of hours of release, hundreds of hours of practice to get that done. How much does Josh Allen have that in him? And I think the cat's pretty cool, man. I think the cat's got a nice chip on his shoulder. Love his physical size and toughness and specimen-wise. But I know the Browns will A, go quarterback on one, and B, today. I do believe it's Sam Darnold.
0: I I want it to be Sam Darnold. I kind of thought when they picked up Drew Stanton that maybe they were looking at Josh Allen going, he's a two-year plan. So what we'll do is we'll play Tyrod the first year, Drew the second, and then by year three, Josh Allen would be ready. I hope they don't do that, and I hope they go Sam Darnold at number one. And if they take Bradley Chubb at four, I'm perfectly fine with it. I personally like Mika Fitzgerald, but if you're going to or Fitzpatrick, sorry, but if you're going to go Bradley Chubb at number four, I can't necessarily hate it.
3: Bro, let me hit you with this, okay? I'm starting to hear rumblings that number four. Fat Tone, Sam Barry doesn't have anything sharp in his hand, does he? I don't
5: think so. No. I think he's all right.
3: Okay. Uh, I'm hearing rumblings now, number four, about an offensive player, my friend. I know Dorsey's past about the Cream Hunts and that, but uh, what happens when they go to the podium and say at number four, the Browns take Saquon Barkley from Penn State? You're going to flip out on that one? Or I'm, you're cool?
0: No, no, no. I'm not going to flip out. I will not flip out. It, it is not the pick I would make at four, but if you take Saquon Barkley at four, I. Understand how that decision gets made.
5: Got to score points.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do understand it. It's not the pick I would make, but it's not going to make me poor. I'm not going to cry my soup over that one either.
3: You know what? If Josh Allen was announced at number one, it's interesting. Kind of feel like you do too, okay? I said I trust these guys, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what comes up. Bottom line is keep your eye on the Buffalo Bills. They're still trying to get up a lot higher, and I've even heard – uh, that, uh, you know, the Jets and Giants have had some talks just saying, you know what, man, uh, you still got Eli. We really have nothing under center. Let's talk about us even going to two. There's going to be a lot, lot of teams trying to jockey and a lot of teams trying to get a quarterback. Why? Because it's the most important position in any sport, gentlemen.
0: That's right. That's Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350 everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, I know you're busy for opening day, man. We're going to let you get on with it and go try, buddy.
3: Bro, let's go. And bottom line is, you know what words I love? brother. The next four words after honey, I love you for the missus is batter up, play ball. Let's go, guys.
0: <laughs> I love it, Munch. We'll talk to you again next Friday at 7. Have a great weekend, Munch. Uh, we do have more Stansbury Show for you, and it turns out The Rock may actually be running. We'll give you that next on Rock
2: 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. <laughs> That's bills to 200-200. Rock 106.9. The Stansbury Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9.
0: Welcome back to the Sands Radio Show. We're on Rock 1069. Online for WRQK.com. Getting into this Conor McGregor mess coming up at 8 o'clock. Uh, a little bit more from the Masters here. Jack Nicholas has tweeted out, and this happened the other day, but allow me to put my six green jackets, six times Jack Nicholas won the Masters, away in the closet for a moment and say that I don't know if I've had a more special day on a golf course to have your grandson make his first ever hole-in-one on this stage. Did in the par three contest, I believe, which is started that's on Wednesday of Masters Week, I believe it is, maybe Tuesday. But if you're Jack Nicholas, that had to be awesome. Watch your grandson do that, it's pretty awesome. So, we, I believe, were one of the first places to predict that Dwayne Johnson, the Rock, would make a run at office. He had started to say things a few years ago, and I was like, eh, this kind of sounds like this is where we're going, right? There's been a lot of chatter on it. And so Dwayne Johnson, 45, told Fox News, actually, on the red carpet uh, for the premiere of his movie Rampage that he's not ruled out a possible political and even a presidential run. I have a quote here from The Rock. It says, I wouldn't rule it out. And I think, you know, with the amount of people in a way campaigning for that and being vocal about it, that it's very flattering. And then I care about our country and our American people, and our citizens, and the values of our country. So, of course, I would consider it. Yeah, it kind of sounds like he's already getting prepared for the very broad, let's make sure we include everybody, you know, presidential voice kind of speaking, like, you know, you speak in broad terms, huge ideas. Now, he had first hinted at it, I believe, last year in an interview with Rolling Stone, where he said he was seriously considered running for president in 2020. And earlier this week, he revealed to the magazine he's having under-the-radar meetings with political strategists. He goes on to say, I think the key is, I have a tremendous amount of respect for public office, especially the job and title of the President of the United States. So you want to learn as much as you possibly can learn. He said right now, he's just trying to educate himself. He goes, I'm at the point right now and recognize I have no experience with public office. Politics is not my business, so the best thing I can do is take my meetings and learn as much as I can, and we shall see. He claims that no matter what happens, he's not going to let him change it. told us, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. I heard that when I was 15, and I'll never forget it. I remember being 15 and thinking, if I'm ever important one day, I'm going to remember to be nice. I have heard from people who have dealt with him that he is actually very, very nice behind closed doors. That he's actually one of those celebrities that's a, that's a good person. I don't know. I don't believe I've ever had any person. We interviewed a bunch of those guys back in the day, but I never cared, so I never knew who any of them were. So I I, I don't know if I've ever dealt with him. So I, I, I guess you know I don't have an opinion either way there. But I he comes off that way to me. But there's quotes in here I find interesting, and it is. I wouldn't rule it out, and I think you know with the amount of people in a way campaigning for it and being vocal about it, that that's very flattering. What you got to be careful here is that's how we got the president we have right now. And I don't necessarily care about that, but a lot of you out there do. And a lot of people, we got to be careful with this. Let's just go to this person. We kind of like the idea of of them being president and be careful because we've seen now they can actually become president. So you got to be careful here. Now, what I will say about The Rock is I do believe that he will take it seriously, take meetings and educate himself the best he can. I do buy that.
5: I mean, there's a lot of people in this country, I would say a big, I mean, huge chunk of it that feel like you not being a politician is your greatest asset. You know what I'm saying? Getting into politics. I
0: think that there were a lot of people who thought that a few years ago. I wonder if people still feel that way. I don't know. I, I, I there mean, are going to be. I know what you're saying. You're saying is that there are people in that camp who are never going to say anything but that because they've already been on record saying that. But I wonder, I wonder how many people still actually hold that, that idea.
5: I don't necessarily think that's one camp or the other. I think given the option, if, 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 if you gave the option to the left to have somebody that they felt like was an appropriate non-politician, they would celebrate that concept, too, of like, well, dude, that's the greatest thing about you. You're not corrupt. I don't think that's one side or the other. I think that just millions of Americans are going to feel that way because that's... It's different it's different it's you're not corrupt you're not There's you're hope. not you're because i mean let's be real as soon as you get into politics as soon as you get into washington maybe not politics on a local or state level but as soon as you get into washington you have that swamp water on you you do like there's, so there's truth so in that. so I think I, I think that you know, given the option here, um, at the end of the day, am I going to embrace this? No, dude, I love professional wrestling, love it, dude. So excited about WrestleMania. Honestly, hoping the Rock comes out for WrestleMania. You know, during maybe the Ronda Rousey thing. Who knows? But but hopefully the Rock comes out, makes an appearance at WrestleMania on Sunday. But. I, I can't sign off and until The Rock gives me more evidence of like, here's why I'm a viable candidate. I I, I can't be like, well, I'm a Democrat and he's going to be on my side he's going to win. I want him to be the president. I do not want this to be the standard.
0: What could he say that makes you go, okay, that makes him viable?
5: I guess once it becomes not just, hey, I'm going to take meetings, but like once you can show me like, hey, here's what I've done. Like, it's not just like, hey, well, I'm taking some meetings. Well, I, I, I
0: Are you applying an unfair standard, though? Because, like, what can he do before taking
2: office?
5: I I would like for him to, hey, I'm, you know, I've gone through the education and I am now a a scholar on the Constitution. You know what I'm saying? All right. I have served on a city council. I've served on a state level. I've served, you know, in other capacities other than just like, hey, I want to be president. Let me be the president. so So no fast tracking. No, I, I I feel like no This is one of those things you shouldn't be able to fast track You shouldn't just be able to ride your celebrity and your wealth into this No
0: I have a drastic And I think probably alarming at first listen idea To fix the presidency in this country Jeez and not, and I don't think it needs fixed Because who's president now I think, okay. the, I, think the, I, I think the whole system needs fixed Now you guys know my whole thing is I have a problem With the two party system But we're never getting rid of that At least I don't believe in my lifetime So let's skip to another part of the page I think We need to re-examine Term limits in this country Okay. And I don't think The presidential term Is too long I think it's too short And I look, I look at this like dating versus being married, dating versus like, let's get married. Okay. I think what happens sometimes in this country is people will vote for a candidate because you go, well, it's four years. How bad could it get? Okay. Much like, oh, I'll date this girl who's an alcoholic because we're just kind of dating and it's not really going to affect my whole overall life. So I'll deal with like this whirlwind stuff, right? Where if I said to you, you're going to vote for this dude. Or woman, Jesus Christ, Twitter, leave me alone. You're going to vote for this person and you're stuck with them for 10 years. You sure you want to pull that lever? I wonder if that would then make us go, I better know what I'm doing here. I better make sure that I want to do what I'm doing here.
5: Um... uh I I see what you're saying. I I, I do. You see, it's
0: a more serious decision, which it should already be a very serious decision. So I guess maybe that flies in the face of what I'm suggesting, because at at any point, then we're just going to get back to where we are right now. Maybe there's a case for that. But I think there's I think it would shake a lot of people up to be like, wait a minute. It's going to be a decade of my life.
5: I feel like the short terms when it comes to the president, it's four years, so it's not that short, but at least like the, 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 the given the time that they have there. And even though this is kind of a part of reason why I think the two party system has always been a part of America is that it's a binary choice. You have one or the other since like the founding of it is that those short limits and those short options, ideally, when it's working perfectly, should lead to a better representation in the sense of if you know you've only got four years, you have to pivot back to the mainstream. You have to pivot back to the center. You have to pivot back to moderation because you're going to get voted out and if you want to accomplish those things over 10 years if you are the party that wants to do that that's
0: a fair point but I, the counter the natural counter though is, is aren't the world's problems too big for you to try to wrap your arms around in that short of a term that if I give you a longer amount of time that you're actually able to get more movement more things done and you can stop talking to me about how you got to start running in a year and a half
5: earn that longer amount of time earn it go get it done and that's when it's working perfectly. It's not work- working perfectly right now.
0: That's, well, that's, and th- that would be my point, is that I wonder if we force a more serious decision-making process if I say to you, this is not short, bro, that if you don't do this right, we're stuck for a decade, maybe 20 if they win twice. Maybe the next 20 years of your life could be this. Take it more seriously. I wonder if lengthening the term limits of the sitting president doesn't fix part of that problem. It just I was just thinking in my house the other day. I was like, I wonder if this helps. Now, I'm not saying it does. I just I'm wondering if it does.
5: What a statement on America right now. Here's Stansbury and I are talking about serious political issues while the goddamn rock theme song is playing in the background, dude. What is wrong with this country? I'm what's, chug What's wrong with this country, bro? I'm chugging Brondo, man. That's what's <laughs> happening. That's what's going
0: down. More Stansbury show next on Rock 106.9.
5: The Stansberry Show.
2: Rock
0: 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have Warped Tour tickets. We're actually going to get you guys hooked up with those here in a little while. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Dr. Matt Noyes, who has uh, been approved for a medicinal marijuana operation here in uh, Akron, Ohio. Fire Rock is his uh, organization. He has an operation in California. Um, He is a Massillon-based doctor, however, and so he will be opening... His medicinal facility, Akron, Ohio, and will uh, he will join us in studio coming up at 9 a.m. I'm very. I have a list of questions. I, I cannot wait to ask. That I'm very interested to talk to Dr. Matnoy. Also, eight o'clock, we'll give you the latest from Dana White uh, on the Conor McGregor situation that unfolded yesterday in New York. Oof. Dude, if you need brushed up on that real quick, if you're like, what the hell happened? Wrqk.com is where the entire story is. Um, some people are taking issue with this idea. Now, again, I wasn't like, dude, this is what we need to do. I was just like floating an idea. Like, what if, what if we did this on um, uh, my idea uh, on the president? And I was like, I think people just kind of take their vote kind of casually because it's like, ah, four years, how back could it get? You know, whatever, we'll do it again in four years, pick somebody else. And I was like wondering that if we made the president term 10 years, do people take it more seriously? Because, again, if you get elected twice, now you're in there 20 years. And the guy said to me, he goes, dude, if we do 10-year term limits, there's going to be 27-year-olds in the country who never voted for the president. And I'm think, I think I'm okay with it. I think I'm okay with it, especially anybody over the age of 27 who will tell you they didn't really get smart until they had 40. I mean, it's just kind of, I mean, it's the way, it's, it's a little bit of the way that the things are. And I also would say that I, I don't know if I care about that or if that's that big of a travesty. I mean, when you think about how upside down some of this stuff in this country is, think about a 15-year-old in this country who's going to inherit this planet and yet doesn't get to vote on like the water issues or the clean air issues or any of this stuff that they're going to have to deal with 20 years from now. I can make the same argument about a 15-year-old that I could about a 27-year-old. You know what I mean? I just, I'm not saying it's the that it is foolproof and this is what we should do, but I think there is an idea in there that it's like, well, maybe people take it more seriously if... They feel like they are stuck in something longer, much like eh, I'm just kind of dating the shit doesn't matter. But now, dude, we're married. She lives here like that's a very different commitment. And so I think you're going to you will definitely weigh that out differently on somebody you're just willing to go have dinner with on Friday night versus somebody you want to build your life with. You were going it's going to be a different checklist.
5: I think after ten years of of you know unrestricted power at that point, I think you're going to be putting America into situations where it's like, well, are we really getting close to tyranny? Are we really getting close to? Because after you've been president for twenty years, isn't it going to be like, dude, I'm doing this for another ten. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, isn't that going to oh, isn't that door going to open up unchecked? Yeah, I mean, is essentially what you're worried about.
0: Okay. There I would be a liar to say that there's no there's no you know, way that would happen.
5: And like I said, I think that's just, you know, and for the for the ups and downs of it, that's that's one of the reasons why the American political system was designed as it was, was that you do have to return to moderation. You if you go too far one way or another, you know, that 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 that, you know, the boots ready to be dropped on the other side of it.
0: I don't feel like I get a lot of moderation. You know, what I mean, I guess I just don't feel like I get a lot of that. Um, I know now, maybe I'm getting more of it than than the perception.
5: That's what I was going to say is, I mean, you got to remember when we're being fed this, like, oh, we're so angry at each other. I think a lot of times, though, the moderation is like the problem of Washington is that guys get so stuck up in this. Like, well, I don't want to do anything because it's just easier than doing something like.
0: Yeah, it is what we're fed. There, there is truth. I'll give you a perfect example from my life this week, actually, where I was walking into a place I go every day and they were signing people. They were like, hey, have you signed our petition? And I'm normally one of these guys that's like, dude, don't, I don't, uh, I'm out. You know what I mean? And I was like, well, what's it for? And so they told me it was to allow nonviolent criminals who are back in society, nonviolent, to be able to have the right to vote. And I was like, okay, well, I, yeah, I, I'm fine with it. So I signed, I signed up for it. And I was like, yeah, I'll lend my name to this. And it was three young African American women who were like doing like the petition signing up. And again, this was inside of a business I use every single day. And I sat there and I started talking to him and we started having a little conversation. And actually, the one said to me, one of the women said to me, she was like, you know, this is a perfect example of what the world needs to see. And she's like, what? And I said to her, I was like, I don't understand what you mean. She goes, the news would tell us that you and I are complete opposites on everything. And here you and I both agree on this and we're able to have a civil conversation. We're we're enjoying each other's company. But the news tells us that I'm black and you're white. So we hate one another. She goes that's not true at all. look at us having a, a, a decent conversation and you know we actually both agree that nonviolent criminals should be able to vote
5: Ohio you're allowed to vote as a felon as long as you're not currently incarcerated so I don't know what I don't know where where where, where that comes from, but like no, was, you would have thought I would have asked her that question <laughs> like, I was going to say like felons are allowed to vote in Ohio like, like you th- just can't be incarcerated no
0: she was like dude is it something about um i guess there's an issue with with uh, with, with nonviolent I don't
5: know felons oh
0: well, I remember, maybe they already got it done and nobody's signing told
5: you for something else up there. Who knows? Oh, God. And all of a sudden, dude, you're sitting there, you're not reading things, and you're like, oh, well, I'll pay this lady $1 million. Dan Sansbury.
0: <laughs> well, I don't have the million bucks. No, you you know what I mean? So she's going to be on her own on that one. But she was a little bit right where it's like this whole thing where it's like, dude, yeah, you dude. read Twitter, you read the news. It's like everybody hates one another. But in reality, no, you don't.
5: No, I, I think at the end of the day, I mean, most people, if you had a conversation with the people that you think, you you know, you're so anti against. Yeah, you'd find there's a lot more common ground than, than what we're all given credit for.
0: I would hope so. Your shot at $1,000 and the latest from Dana White on Conor McGregor next on Rock 106.9.
2: We boys brought popcorn, The Stan's show. Cause I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106 Knock 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Stans Show on Rock 1069 online for you, WRQK.com. I have another thousand dollars to pass out. Momentarily is when you'll get that. Yesterday was awesome, dude. I was just sitting on my couch minding my own goddamn business. Right. And then my Twitter just like started to blow up. Okay. I was like, well, what are all these updates? And then I started to look, I was like, oh, it's all UFC related. All right. Oh, well, good. Like I wonder what's happening. We're going to get some drama. And if you're unaware of what went down, full stories are up for you. WRQK.com. I've just posted it at Facebook.com slash The Stansbury Show as well. Um, So there's a guy fighting uh, at UFC 223. His name's Khabib. And I guess a couple of members of his camp ran into one of Conor McGregor's friends two days ago. Okay. And they were kind of talking trash back and forth, and the rumor is one of the guys actually took Conor McGregor's friend by the face and kind of, like, pushed him.
5: Now, is this Habib fighting Conor McGregor? No. No, no, no. Conor's not scheduled to fight at UFC 223. Okay, so this this isn't like... No, no, no. no. Okay.
0: Conor McGregor, so then they showed up at the venue yesterday and were let into the building by another set of fighters who were credentialed to be there. Conor and his friends, I don't believe, were credentialed.
5: I can't necessarily fault people for that. Dude, if Conor McGregor's knocking on the door like, yo, bro, let me, like, yeah, what are you going to do, right?
0: There were definitely conversations in that hallway where guys were like, well, dude, who do we work for? Dana White or Conor McGregor? (laughs) Right? I mean, dude, Conor kind of makes this whole thing go. And so then Khabib's guys are on the bus and Conor's, like, group of thugs, like, start whipping things at the bus. To the point to where glass was breaking, and like a guy who was gonna fight in this next fight, dude, it's canceled. Two fights at UFC 223 are canceled. That's the last I heard. I think there's a third that they're maybe weighing out, but two of the fights done, scrapped, over. And the amount of excusing this away for Conor McGregor I saw online yesterday is alarming as a matter of fact, I reached out to an ex-girlfriend of mine. Now, if we're going to be fair about these terms, this is how I'll set it up. Fantone, not necessarily a fan of UFC. I'm a casual fan of the UFC. My ex-girlfriend Callie, a diehard UFC fan. She pays attention to the UFC blogs the way most women pay attention to those, you know, orange housewife whores, right? Like, that's just, it's in her blood. So I reached out. I was like, yo, she's the biggest Conor McGregor fan you will ever meet in your entire life. Knew about Conor McGregor three, four years before any of us. So I said, what's happening here? She goes, oh, they're making too big of a deal out of this about Conor. Really? She's like, dude, you look at the video. They're picking things up and setting it down. He throws one thing, and it's at the end. And I said to her, I was like, Callie, like, I feel like your your love affair of Conor McGregor is coming into play here. And you got to be careful. And I hate when people go to this, and I'm surprised you haven't seen a component of this yet. But if had that been a group of black UFC fighters that did what Conor McGregor and his buddies did yesterday, make no mistake, America, we are having a different conversation this morning. Not necessarily this program. I'm saying the nation is having a very different conversation this morning. Conor McGregor has gotten away with murder for about five years straight now. Where it's like, ah, it's Conor being Conor. I mean, right, he went racial in some of that taunting of Floyd Mayweather. Now, you could maybe make the argument of like, okay, well, they got together. It was coerced. This whole thing. Fine. Okay. But we've seen it. Dude, people excuse despicable behavior away from Conor McGregor all the time. And so one of the things I saw UFC fans do yesterday to back up Conor McGregor is they kept retweeting Nate Diaz. And again, if you know UFC, Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor hate one another. They had two of the most legendary fights UFC's ever seen. They were both great fights. Nate Diaz was basically saying Conor McGregor was in the right, and Khabib's guys were a bunch of bitches because they stayed on the bus and didn't get out to fight. Okay? Let me I'm the biggest Nate Diaz fan you'll ever find. I prefer Nate Diaz over Conor McGregor. If Nate Diaz tells you you did the right thing, you did the wrong thing.
5: And, I mean, like, I understand that UFC and, and mixed martial arts is a badass thing. Like, there's no question about it, but, like, it exists because it's a sport. It's not a. It's not gang warfare. You I know just, what I'm saying? Like, like I. I okay, man, you guys are bitch made. Like, dude, the entire point it is like you are going to fight in the octagon yes. under these set of rules. It's not just like yo go pick up go pick up a dolly and start swinging it at people's cars. No, That's nuts. That's not. That's not what. That's not what MMA is.
0: And I love. That's why. And it, actually, I'm a little guilty here because that's why I do love Nate Diaz because he's stocked in through and through. Nate Diaz is talk smack, get smacked. Like, that's who he is. And that, of course, is not how adults should live. But he's a UFC fighter, that's... and I don't care about his health, so it's
5: awesome. That, that, the, the, the UFC, I love it. The UFC can't live this life. They, they, they can't. As an individual, if you want to be like, yeah, man, me and my boys are coming to beat your ass, drag you out of your cars and kick your ass, that's, that's, that's who you want to be. But the UFC can't. That's not what they are. So
0: I also saw a lot of this yesterday. Oh, look, UFC already taking pages out of the WWE playbook guys if you think that thing was set up yesterday first of all there was a warrant out for connor mcgregor's arrest he had turned him he has since turned himself into the authorities this was not staged this was not WWE and let me tell you why dana white can't afford that if you get caught one time one time as the ufc faking it it's over The entire thing about the UFC and what makes it so great and why fans love it is that it's real, honest-to-God competition. What makes the UFC so great, I was telling my buddy Dustin this the other day, why I'm such a big MMA fan is that what's happening in that octagon is is what is about to happen when they stop it in every other sport. The moment what you're about to see in the UFC is, dude, if that's about to happen on a baseball field, they stop it. Football field, they stop it. Anywhere else, it's done. The UFC is all the thing you wish referees wouldn't stop, and that's what makes it awesome.
5: McGregor has officially been charged with three counts of assault and one count of criminal mischief. He will be in court at 930 this morning. This
0: was not a take a page out of the WWE handbook. I actually think he may have put his WWE career in jeopardy here.
5: Yeah, I I, I don't. I, I I mean, I understand that it feels WWE-esque, but if you watch the video, you see the difference between a WWE segment and that. You and know what I mean? You, and again, like, if you
0: haven't seen the video, it's online for you, WRQK.com. Dana White was on a couple of uh, morning shows this morning. He has officially responded, and I think Dana White is in a no-win situation with Conor McGregor, and he's only got himself to blame. But I think he's damned if he do, damned if he doesn't. But we have Dana Wright's response, and I'll tell you why I think he is stuck between a rock and an impossibly moved hard place. You'll get both those after this $1,000 hookup right now.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. 200-200. Rock. 106.9 The Stansberry Show Alright, I like it I like it
0: lo- 106.9 Welcome back to The Stansberry Show We're on Rock 106.9 We have Warped Tour tickets We'll pass those out here momentarily That show's July 17th I believe, Blossom We'll get you into that one Also talk to Dr. Matt Noyes. Coming up at 9 o'clock He uh, has been approved for a medicinal marijuana operation in Akron, Ohio Uh, I got a couple of questions and I'm very I can't wait to find out what the correlation between medicinal marijuana and the reduction of opiate dependency in areas that legalize marijuana is. I cannot wait. I can for some for a person that I feel like I'm reasonably intelligent. I can't for the life of me figure out that correlation.
5: Um, I know everything's supposed to be uh, Underway by September when it comes to Ohio's medical marijuana laws So it feels like there's a lot of stories recently A lot of developments and stuff like that So I'm sure he'll be able to give us good insight on it Yeah,
0: it'd be good to be able to wade through like the minutia of it And be like, yep. dude, what's actually happening? Yep. That'd be kind of nice, because most of what you see Again, most of what you see, much of what you read Is all opinion-based reefer madness. It's like, You know what I mean? In an exam, again, there's a lot of the reefer madness And Guys, much like everything else in this country, if you don't think the marijuana laws in this country are are stemmed in racism, you're crazy. It was a bunch of white people got together and were like, dude, these black jazz musicians are coming into town with their marijuana and they're sleeping with these white women. So we need a reason just to lock these black dudes up for no reason. That's exactly why we have marijuana laws. That's not an opinion. That's what happened. So we'll talk to Dr. Matt Noyce about that coming up nine o'clock this morning. On the program, this Conor McGregor story is just crazy. Um, For you non UFC people, Conor McGregor is like pretty much the biggest name in MMA fighting.
5: Uh, Yeah, at this point, I mean, he's a celebrity outside of his sport. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure he is. And there were is an argument between two different fighting camps, and Conor McGregor apparently loaded up a plane full of his dudes from Ireland, flew back to the United States to like confront these dudes. Ended up throwing, like, bike racks at the bus, breaking glass. Fighters' faces were ripped open from glass. They have canceled two of the fights that were scheduled at UFC 223. Now, I am suspicious if we are not, the UFC is not going, you know what, let's cancel a couple of these so we can drill this home being worse than it is. But Dana White... I think has reached his limit with Conor McGregor, and I don't think anybody but Dana White is to blame for what's happening here with Conor McGregor. I think if you talk to UFC fighters today, that a lot of them will tell you that they feel like much like Ronda Rousey, that the UFC is hesitant to promote other fighters that are not named Conor McGregor and Ronda Rousey. As a matter of fact, I'm willing to bet there's a fighter right here in Ohio named Stepe Miocic who would tell you that that's true. Stepe, one of the baddest men alive, longest reigning heavyweight champ in the UFC, crickets, nothing. For an organization I love, that is shameful. Especially when you think about the fact that you can naturally sell the Stepe on the Rocky thing. Hometown kid made good, still fights fires fights dudes in the UFC. Dude, that thing wraps it. Dude, Modello put him in a commercial. He can sell beer, but the UFC doesn't think he should be on posters. That's crazy. So they built Conor McGregor. And Conor McGregor has swallowed the Conor McGregor Kool-Aid. I'm the greatest thing ever. I'm infallible. Nothing I do is wrong. And so you have happened what happened yesterday. Again, if you have not seen the videos, they're online for you at WRQK.com. Dana White has appeared in person... On First Things First, which is a sports roundtable show that is on Fox Sports 1, FS1. And we have a little Dana White audio here for you to take a listen to.
1: Have you spoken to Connor? Do you plan to speak to Connor? Have you spoken to his people? Where are you with that? Connor and I talked through text yesterday. Um, probably the obviously worst <laughs> conversation we've ever had. Um, but yeah, w- we talked yesterday before he turned himself Wait, in. Wait, worst conversation? Yeah. It was well, bad. you mean that he didn't understand what had happened? No. I, I don't believe he did. Or the I, well, it's, not that, it's not that I don't think he understood what happened. It just he justified it. He had it, it was justified to him that uh, you know. Listen, I'm sorry about Mike and I'm sorry about Rose and whoever else might have whatever. But this had to be done.
0: This had to be done. That's crazy. That's Conor McGregor buying Conor McGregor's hype, and then I'm bigger than the organization. I can do whatever I want. He's officially gotten way out of hand, and if I'm being honest, I'm a UFC fan. He's been out of hand for three years. This has been building forever. Forever. Joey Coco Diaz actually said this yesterday. He was like, dude, the UFC is totally responsible for this. They allowed Conor to run amok for years, and now they're officially, dude, now it's gone too far, and now they want to pretend like, oh my God, look at how bad Conor McGregor is. You've known for a while this is who Conor he, McGregor is.
5: Yes, I, I will agree 100% that they created this monster. I, I mean, he's the one who loaded up a plane with dudes from Ireland and flew over and started throwing dollies cars, look, though.
0: Let's take a look at that. Okay, let's take a look at that, because you're right. If I was mad at somebody, and I drove from downtown Canton, where I live, to this building, which takes, on average, about 11 minutes in the morning when I don't have traffic, I would think about that decision three, four times and be like, what in the hell am I doing between there and here? A flight from Ireland to America, and nobody was like, bro, maybe we don't do this. Maybe this isn't the
5: best idea. And let's be real, too. I mean, this isn't like... This is you. Your buddies got into an argument with some of his buddies. It's not like this was like a real like, you banged my girlfriend or you know you you called me out personally and said something terrible about my family or something like that. This was this was two, this was three of your friends fought two of my friends and like what what are, what are we what are we putting hundreds of millions and billions of dollars of revenue on the line for here? What are we what are we doing?
0: This is why you should never pay anybody hundred million dollars for one night of their life, right? I mean, I think we've seen it now. Paying somebody $100 million to work once is crazy.
5: There's a little bit more Dana White audio. Oh, but is this, is, this is live off of Twitter, so I'm not 100% sure of what he says. On oh, first. yeah, let it roll. I can't. Let's, wait. let's do it.
1: Yeah. Well, it, was a, it was obviously a weird situation. All the, fight, the thing was over, and the fighters were all getting on the buses and to leaving, leave. leaving the yeah. arena and going back to the hotel. And uh, these guys had people on the inside who opened doors for them, um, who were there covering the event for his company. And, um, and came and attacked the buses. And, you know, when you see that, that dolly go through the window, yeah. Mike Chiesa, one of the fighters, is sitting right there. So the glass, and I believe the dolly hit him, you know, and, and uh, he was bleeding. And, and uh, then one of the other guys, Ray Borg, glass oh. went in his eyes and actually cut his eyeballs. Yeah. And so he was off the card. So just right there, that's four people. Okay. And then Artem was with Connor uh, in doing this. And, uh, you know, Connor turned himself in last night to police. Um, that's the third fight they, canceled,
5: is uh, one of his boys was associated Artem. with this. Yeah, yeah, so that's the third fight canceled. Two of the guys got hurt, and then that's the third so one. So they're taking three, Artem off the card. Yep, he's, he is off the card. That's a huge loss. That's how this whole the, thing started. They,
1: they had a warrant. For his arrest, or were working on a warrant for his arrest. I don't know if, what, mm-hmm. what actually ended up happening, but they did ground his plane. They they grabbed his passport. They did so that he couldn't, you know, tagged his passport or how right. however it is they do it, and uh, you know, it was either wait for the police to catch him or him to turn himself. Dana, now when we first saw this, first saw the report uh, as sports fans, uh, initially,
5: not, not alarming, but is is this staged? Is this real? Now. Oh. Much respect to you, Dana. Now, you've been involved in a lot of different things from a promotional standpoint and very, very successful at it. We've never seen anything
1: like this. Right. Where does this sit with you last night? This is the fight business, and leading up the week of a fight, there's tension and animosity guys are cutting weight um they're angry you know these type of things happen guys will say things push shove grab each other these things have happened slap people have slapped each other people have done this we can deal with all that stuff when you bring in you know 20 hoodlums they flew in from ireland to basically do this um at our event it's uh, like i said there's nothing I- like this, that has ever happened. Connor as well flew in. I'm in Ireland. He
0: flew them in.
1: I, the I, 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 again, that's live, so we don't know,
0: but I'm very interested to hear what Dana's gonna do punishment wise or what he's thinking punishment wise or what the UFC's gonna do here. Um, I personally think you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. I don't think a suspension is enough. I think you gotta, at some point, you gotta set the tone for other fighters. We will never accept this, no matter who you are. Right. You gotta be done, right? right? But I think that there's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation here happening with Dana White. And that is the UFC is just a name of an organization of MMA. It is not MMA.
5: No, but it is the Kleenex.
0: It is the Walmart yes, of MMA. It is. There is no doubt about that. But why is that? Because they got the names. And here's why I think Dana White is kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you suspend Conor McGregor forever... And he is not suspended by like the the like the fighting commissions, but if it's just a league operation suspension, Bellator is another MMA company who's sitting there waiting, wringing their hands together, going, "Dude, the first thing we need is Conor McGregor." And here's what Bellator knows, and ultimately what Dana White knows, is that you should the right thing to do is to is to ban him forever. But the fans want to watch him fight. And so if you if you leave him there and Bellator picks him up, now your most your most profitable piece of merchandise is now working for what is not really your number one competitor, because the UFC doesn't really have one. But they, you will legitimize Bellator on a level that they are not at right now if they gain Conor McGregor.
5: And you really don't have, and I know you just went on a rant about Stipe, but you really don't have another face to fill that hole ronda rousey has gone conor mcgregor if this is the end of him this is the end of him and you don't you don't have somebody waiting like as you know the one b guy just waiting for the opportunity like
0: and i'm really mad today at conor mcgregor because as an mma fan as somebody who enjoys the sport you're robbing me conor mcgregor of mcgregor ds3 It's over. We're probably never getting that fight now unless it happens in a bar parking lot, which actually I would prefer because I've told you from the beginning. If Nate Diaz fight, if Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor fight and there's no ref and there's no cage, Conor McGregor gets beat like a bitch. Nate
5: Diaz kicks his ass. I mean, at what point do we see a fighting league that essentially is that, where it's like, yo, bring 20 of your dudes, and if you want to start swinging around dollies, because it's like, if that's what What, what you want, this is what that was.
0: You'll have it when you don't need corporate sponsorship and investment. That's when you'll have that. And that's why this is a big, big, huge black eye for Dana White and the UFC right now, is they are currently... Shopping for a television partner They are looking to put this on television To reduce the amount of times you have to pay For pay-per-views Fox has kind of stepped up in the last couple of years They've been doing Saturday Night Fights They've been doing live prelims They'll let you watch Leading up until the pay-per-view But if you let Conor McGregor Go to some of these other organizations And fight You lose so if you're Dana White, what do you do? You
5: can't not do something. You're right, because you can't allow other fighters to be like, you know what, this is what I'm doing. It's different than a way in like you get into each other's face and you kind of fought. This That's is pre- natural. This is premeditated, a flight from Ireland, yes. weapons involved, different. vehicles involved. You can't allow this. It's
0: massively different. So I don't know what Dana White does here. I
5: don't know. I don't know.
0: I mean, it's different when like John Jones can't stop snorting coke before fights it's like okay he's one fighter he's great probably the you know pound for pound one of the best fighters we've ever seen but we'll be all right because we got connor we got ronda we got all this stuff it's one thing when it's that when it's your premier dude and you got other mma organizations out there like yeah do it dude bro we'll take Connor mcgregor right now we'll be happy to take it <sighs> a lot of drama in the mma world which again I believe it's April the 28th. Is that when that event is? Summit County Fairgrounds?
5: Honor Fighting Championship reaching the summit. And, uh,
0: I have cleared my schedule for the 28th. I oh, will, nice. I will
5: be in attendance. Oh, nice,
0: buddy. For reaching the summit. Nice. I'm excited. I'm excited. Dana White, you built this thing. Your chickens came home to roost, bro. But if you ban them forever... I don't know about the fighting commissions and getting a license, being able to fight. That may be the loophole there of him not being able to fight at Bellator. But if that... Dude, if he ends up at Bellator because you ban him from the UFC, that is a huge problem for the Ultimate Fighting Challenge. More Sansbury Show and Warped Tour tickets next on Rock 106.9.
2: Dan Stansberry And his boy Wunter Matt Fantone At last Two heroes The Stansberry Show Rock 106 Knock 1069
0: Welcome back to the Stansberry Show On Rock 1069 We have some Warped Door tickets Momentarily We're going to pass those out
2: 1-800-243-7625
0: The number you need on those I'm uh, all excited Second day of the Masters Sergio Garcia Would love to forget Yesterday even happened Dude on the 15th hole Put five 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 Balls in the water Five So here's all golf works Fantone Okay You hit your first ball, let's say you hit it in the center of the fairway. All right. All right. The water's between you and the hole, right. right?
5: All right. Water between me and the hole here.
0: So let's say you got 190 to get home, 185 to clear the water, okay? If you put a ball in the water, here's what happens. You count that one plus the one you drop. So if you're hitting two and you hit your second shot in the water, two in, three out, now hitting four. Like, dude, it's brutal. Like you just blow your scorecards. I do it all the time. I do it all the damn time. I'll be playing great. Well, let's be honest. I'll be playing okay. Alright. And then plunk. Give me another one. Give me another one. Dude, don't hit it from there. You don't have to do that. Give me another one. Whack. Damn it. Give me another one. Dude, I do it, I do it all the time. It's terrible. I feel bad for Sergio, your defending Masters champion. How about uh, how about your boy Tiger? What's this story?
5: What happened yesterday?
0: One over, tied twenty-nine. Okay. Um, still well in it. Like this is one okay. of those things where Jordan speed the six under your leader, tease off 1053 this morning. Um, but the swings of this thing can happen. The Masters is one of these tournaments. Greg Norton, one of the most famous golf meltdowns ever happened at Augusta. It was 86. And it was Greg Norman. Had the thing locked up. Five, I think, six stroke lead. Three holes to go. Melts down. Melts down. Gave it away. We saw it happen with Jordan Spieth, I think, three years ago. Number 12. Put four balls
5: in the water. I can ask Stansbury, Who was the president in 1986? He has no idea. But he's like, no, the Greg Norman meltdown? No, I would 100% remember. <laughs> what?
0: All right, hold on. Let's see if I can get it. It was Reagan, right? I believe so, yeah. Well, there you go. Greg Norman's more important. <laughs> All right. Do things you guys care about? Sure. Well, let's pass. On. <laughs> let's pass out these Warped Tour tickets. Caller number 25, one 243 7625 on those. More importantly, your shot at $1,000. And then we will be joined by Dr. Matt Noyes, who will be opening a medicinal marijuana operation, Akron, Ohio. He will be joined. He'll join us in studio next on Rock 106.9.
2: The Stansberry Show, Canton's Rock Station, Rock
0: 106.9, 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show, where we're on Rock 106.9 and we can be heard everywhere via the iHeartRadio app. We're also online at wrqk.com and we have a $1,000 to pass out momentarily. We're joined in studio now and I'm very anxious about this by a local physician, Dr. Matt Noyes, who I have found out in a pre-interview in the studio this morning that you and I Lived in the very in very close proximity to one another in Southern Oregon. That you had lived in Medford, and I lived in Grants Pass, which is about 15, 20 minutes apart. When were you there? When
4: did you live there? We moved out August of two thousand sixteen for about six months for me to do some surgical training.
0: Okay, I just I I, I, I <clears throat> missed you, uh, you know, by a couple of years there. Um, I'm I still am a little reminiscent about that valley. Um, I find myself daydreaming sometimes about being back there. But I do want to ask you, as uh, you are, um, you have a business partner, but you're you're in control of Fire Rock, which is, you've been up and operational in California in the medicinal marijuana community about five, five years. Do I have that right? Yes, that's but, correct. About five years. And you're getting ready to open your Akron location here soon. Um, this is obviously a controversial subject for a lot of people, not for me so much, um, but for some of the people listening, Probably. I am a proponent of said product. I have my issues with going the medicinal route though, just because I personally believe that in this country, I need a reason to make things illegal, not a reason to make them legal. And that I feel like marijuana shows no more threat than the other things we allow people to do. Drink shots of whiskey tonight with it being first Friday in Canton, Ohio, or jumping out of an airplane or two that come to mind. I don't believe that marijuana poses any more threat to you than either one of those two things. This war on this thing is wildly ridiculous. But one of the things that constantly be by by marijuana proponents, and I feel like I am one, that gets pushed in the narrative today is that when we either legalize marijuana in an area or we move to medicinal marijuana in that area, that opiate addiction decreases, mortality decreases, and I and I feel like I'm a reasonably intelligent person, I cannot necessarily connect those dots. So I'm hoping that you, Dr. Matt Noyes, as a physician in this field, would be able to help me figure out how that happens. Well,
4: there are studies that have already proven it.
0: Okay. You yeah, know, that, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's just I, I, maybe, I, maybe I don't understand the data I'm reading as well as I should, maybe.
4: Sure. So, well, what we do know is cannabis is certainly less risky in terms of dependency than opioids, you okay. know, and certainly from a mortality risk. You know, I testified in front of the state about two years ago and had a debate where it was essentially what happens when you sm- smoke too much marijuana? You pass out. What happens when you take too much narcotic? You, die. you stop breathing. Yeah. There's a big difference, right? Major difference. Marijuana is self-titrating. To me, that's the term I kind of use. Like, you will limit yourself on how much you intake. Had enough, man. You're yeah. right. Had enough. I, and it so, happens to me all the time. And so there. the most recent study I've read, I read two. One was out of the, um, the researchers for Medicare, and they looked at... Uh, the patient population that showed a 14% reduction in the amount of opioid prescriptions that were given out uh, when people started using medicinal marijuana. So
0: that's where the reduction comes from, is the fact that we're actually passing out less of the other medicine, and so people are ultimately then obviously less dependent.
4: Correct. So same study was done uh, the uh, out of Minnesota. That's a recreational, or excuse me, a medicinal state now, and they saw a 38% reduction in the patient population of using a, Opioid or getting narcotic prescriptions, they are wow. now trans you know transferring it to all medical marijuana, and this is for intractable pain. Okay, do you what are what are some of the biggest things people may be afflicted with listening right now that
0: are in pain or maybe suffering from a disease? What are some of the big ones that marijuana would actually
4: really help them with that people might not think about? Well, you know. I, be, I believe that marijuana helps alleviate symptoms. I'm not here to say that it cures diseases, right? But it's I fair. do help alleviate symptoms. The big one, I think, that has been kind of It's pain management,
0: it. essentially, is the medicinal aspect of it.
4: Well, there, no, there's other ones because, you know, the state state of Ohio has set forth a, a certain amount of con, uh, medical conditions or diagnoses that you have to have in order to get... Your card. Correct. Okay. And, you know, and this ranges from intractable <laughs> chronic pain to... Uh, multiple sclerosis, to Lou Gehrig's disease, to cancer. And so, you know, Marinol, which was a prescription kind of uh, THC pill, they do okay. to give it to cancer patients to stimulate appetite. Yeah. Right? It's also been proven. And, you know, the hard part is you can't really do clinical studies because it's a Schedule I drug, right? Which, let's so, pause here, is ridiculous, right? It, you know, when you're when you're putting a plant with cocaine LSD. When you are classifying it with those drugs, I, I mean, I would tend to agree. I, I, I to me, it's there's there's no mortality risk, but there is with a Schedule II Percocet.
0: If it has always felt to me that marijuana had been scheduled a level one is partially because I feel like the government feels like parents are are warding off bad things for their kids with like a whip and a chair. So like, let's help them out and kind of lump all these things together and just be like, dude, all these things are bad. And so to try to help them with that. And I feel like that's kind of where that spawned early on as the government was like, dude, let's get the parents back. They'll be with us and we'll kind of help move this forward. But I think today with the, with the wisdom we have now, leaving that as a schedule one, I think is honestly it's
4: irresponsible is almost the word I would use. Well, the hard part, it, it, it makes it nearly impossible to do clinical studies, to do randomized control studies, to see if this really does have or does make a difference. Yeah, I don't love that. No, it's tough. I need scientists to be able to go where they need to go to find what we need. Yeah, and they're handcuffed by the federal government and the DEA, so you're unable to do that.
5: Yeah, you'd think at some point, you know, with with a, a feels like a majority of states that have either medical or recreational. I'm sh- I'm sure at this point you count D.C. in the mix, and it is probably over 25 right there. Um, but Ohio is going to be essentially one of the next states to to walk into that medical territory. Um, give us kind of a big picture here of what's going on with Ohio medical marijuana laws. What is going to happen by September? What's going to happen in the near future? Like where? where where? Where do we stand?
4: Well, it's interesting. We do. You know, we're doing the interview today because yesterday the state just released a a news press. They just had their committee meeting where they expect to be on time with the September 8th deadline, which which was established two years ago. They had hoped to have the program fully implemented within two years of passing the law. Now, with that said, as of today, they have not announced the, the award winners for the licenses for dispensary or processing, meaning the people that will uh, take the, the plant and convert it into oil, edible, or something. That's the, um, the process.
5: Correct me if I'm wrong. Flour, you won't be able to smoke marijuana plants as a patient of medical marijuana, correct, in correct. the Ohio laws. So what your company will be doing, you guys will have essentially a grow site in Akron. Correct. That will have to be given to a, a manufacturer, which will then create the CBD oil or the or, or, or the wax or whatever it is that they're using, and then that will go to a distributor. So there's essentially a three process step
4: there. Correct. Correct. So the you you will also be able to sell the plant directly to a dispensary because they will be able to vaporize. Okay, so I can
5: buy plant. I correct. just have to vaporize it, not smoke it.
4: Correct. Okay. And so and just in this this recent release. We all, Our company, Fire Rock, also applied for a processing license. Okay. So we do make, currently we do have an edibles line in California. Okay. Um, we make Buddha bites. That's, you know, one of our products. So we are hopeful, you know, hopeful that we will get that license. They just said they want to not announce those award winners until July. Okay. So what the state is saying is that they, we have to have a realistic expectation of what this, op, this the, the plan will not be fully operational, meaning there will be limited product. No one by if they're not giving out licenses until July. There's certainly no one that's going to be able to have an edibles product by September. To turn it
5: around that quick. Okay. Right.
0: Okay. We're joined in studio by Doctor Matt Noyes, who's been approved for a medicinal marijuana operation in Akron, Ohio. I do want to ask you as we're talking about the different ways you can ingest um, uh, marijuana, and uh, let's talk a little you know pain management here. Um, is there a difference in the application method of like the pain reduction i would see so like essentially the question i'm asking you if i vaporize it is it going to be more beneficial than if i use an edible have we seen some of that does one does one application method you know is is it stronger than the others i guess is
4: what i'm asking well sir i will t- i don't know that answer but i do know that any type of inhalation will get into the bloodstream quicker okay so that will provide a timelier faster a- Pain not relief. necessarily more pain relief, but Correct. you will achieve that relief faster. The, the hard part with m- marijuana, and I've done a lot of research on this, and w- you just don't know the dosing. Everybody's dosing is different versus like if you're going to take, you know, a, a water pill, say, for high blood pressure, everybody usually starts out on the same dose, right? Okay. But not everybody's dose, I believe, will be the same if you're eating an edible to treat pain. Because pain's pretty subjective, right? It's, not, right? it's not an objective A 10 condition. to me
0: is an 8 to you. On the scale, exactly. I yeah, see okay. it all the
4: time in my practice. So you look at some of these elderly ladies with you know f- fractured shoulders, and they're like uh, the pains a two. And you got you know thirty year old guys in there crying with, with a, a pinky, hang-nip. right? Yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: All right, yeah. I mean, you are right about that. It's uh, there's there's a lot of stuff going on here, and I just. To me, like I said, this is such a controversial thing for people, and I think part of the reason why is is that you tell people either a we 're thinking about leaning towards medicinal marijuana or B that we 're going to legalize in the state that people think that what's going to happen is that the floodgates are going to open and that it's just going to be you know smoking doobies walking through public places, and it 's not the reality as a matter of fact, um, my family lives in Las Vegas, all right, and I was just in las Vegas over over, over Christmas. I went back and saw my family first time in like five years. And Vegas had always had the harshest drug laws in America. Their theory was, this is America 's playground. Do what you want, but the list of stuff we don't want you to do, we're throwing the book at you for doing. used to be possession of marijuana 20 years in jail in Vegas. So they have then obviously turned on its head, and they went full legalization. And had I not sought it out, I would have never known. And I think that that I think if people knew that, their fear of this May subside a little bit. Like, as a matter of fact, I walked into a dispensary in Las Vegas and I said, "Why aren't you advertising?" And she looked at me. She goes, "It's eleven thirty at night, and there's sixty people in my in my lobby." <laughs> she was like, "This is marijuana, dude. Like, they're gonna find it. If they want it, they're gonna find it." Now, that's I still think you should always advertise. Hello, that's how my electricity's <laughs> on in my apartment. But I took her point in the sense that it's like you don't have to throw it in people's faces. Like the people who want to know, no. And I think there are so many people who are afraid because they think, oh my God, medicinal marijuana. Now my kid's going to roll joints on the bus. And I maintain that if that was going to happen, he was going to roll it anyway. Right, so I like the I like the fact that there is pain reduction, um, you know, experiences with it. I have a little bit of a uh, of an issue with solely medicinal laws. I wanted, Do you have time? Uh, Absolutely. I, I, I need to take this break here, but I, I would love to get into some more with you as uh, Dr. Matt Noyes joining us, who has been approved for a medicinal marijuana operation here in Akron, Ohio. We'll talk more with him after getting you guys hooked up with this thousand dollars right now.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text-confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's <laughs> LUCK to 200-200. Rock 106 69
0: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9 online for you at WRQK.com. And joined in studio right now by Dr. Matt Noyes, who is the uh, owner and proprietor of Fire Rock, which is a uh, medicinal marijuana operation that is up and already running in California, five years strong. Uh, and you have been approved for an Akron, Ohio location. And so I have uh, taken a couple of questions from a nurse here in the community, and she would like a couple of uh, of clarification, so let's find out if you can answer a couple of different questions she has. She has a couple here. A, are you hiring any
4: registered nurses for your Akron operation whatsoever? At this time, we're not hiring any type of, or there's no uh, requirement to hire any type of okay. allied health professionals. Do you drug test for THC? Will our company? Yes. Uh, no. Okay. That's, I, I, well,
0: I, I like the honest answer. And she has a third one here and you can put this all on your business partner since he's not here to defend himself and you are, <laughs> do you use any of your own products from Fire Rock?
4: No, I don't because... You, you know, personally do not? Person, No, no, does okay. my partner. I, okay. mean, I don't personally because of being a physician. It's just not something that I think is uh, necessary. I don't have any medical ailments.
0: Okay, so so looking at it from, from a physician's aspect, you don't have any ailments, so why would you then do that? Correct. Okay, I think people will actually really like that answer. Again, I have... We reach a lot of people here, obviously, right? And so there are a lot of people who are listening who are pro-marijuana, full-on legalization. But I got a few, like, staunch guys who, ironically, don't want the government telling them what to do in any other aspect. But they're shutting down that devil's lettuce so they love it. Explain to these guys since I'm tired of doing it for the last six months, on why their fear of marijuana is both outdated and unwarranted.
4: Well, the biggest thing, I think, is that there's been no proven, um, there's been nothing proven that this causes a dependency. right? There's nothing proven that you become addicted to marijuana. Let's hold there. Okay,
0: because I, I have taken some heat from pro-marijuana people. And again, I am a pro-marijuana person. But I have said that I think one of the most dangerous lies that has been perpetuated to the American public has been telling young people in America that marijuana is not an addictive substance because I believe as a user that I can see addictive properties in it in my own life. And so if it's true of me, then I would have to imagine that it is true of other people. Now, here's why I feel like even though that's true, it's okay for it to be on the market. Because the number one thing in the world that is sold every day that's massively addicting and is ruining your lives and is making you sicker than you've ever been in your life and it's in everything you buy and you have been addicted to it since you were a small child. Is sugar. Welcome to the first drug you're ever on. It is, as a matter of fact, it even looks like cocaine. <laughs> Mimics the effects of cocaine. It's the first drug you're ever on. So this big whole thing, we're anti-drug in this country, but buy these cigarettes, drink this coffee, and down this sugar and everything you buy. It's absurd, and it's this is why it, this is why it makes me so crazy uh, in this country is, uh, because the stupidity at, at the we, we won't legalize this makes me insane.
4: Sorry, there was not a question in there. If you feel like saying something, feel free. Well, I will say this: so, if you are addicted to, you know, alcohol, if you have addicted to like benzodiazepines, narcotics, you Can, go you go through a withdrawal. Yes, right? you go through a phys- Your body goes through a physical withdrawal. Yes, you do not do that with cannabis. Can I ask you that if cannabis left my body at the rate that the benzos do, would I feel it then? I think that you would have more. You wouldn't have a physical withdrawal as much as you would maybe potentially have a psychological withdrawal. And you'd with be the, moody. Yeah. Maybe you'd be irritable. But I don't think that you would not have you know a, an increase in heart rate. You wouldn't be having night sweats. You wouldn't be having you know. So not. I'm not going to go through DTS. But I but I would be
0: unhappy about the fact that I didn't have marijuana in my system.
4: Uh, again, depending on how much you consume. On who you are. Yeah. Yeah. On who you
0: are. I
5: okay. mean, I think I can say the same thing about coffee for me. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what I've always put it through is that like, dude, I am straight addicted to co- coffee, but I don't know if it's necessarily the same thing as being addicted to benzos. You know what I mean? Like, so there, there, there's a little bit of nuance that goes along with that.
0: We all know some people that may be listening might not know what a, what falls underneath benzos. Can you kind
4: of tell people what those drugs are? Oh, something like, you know, Xanax, you know, Okay. Um, Adaman. If
5: if a rapper likes it, it that's a bens. That, that's a fair point. <laughs> Dude, that's what it is. Now,
0: I the opiate problem in America is massive. We actually in this county we're bringing down like trailers as mobile morgues so we could stack the bodies. Correct. So I always say about an epidemic, there's no silver bullet. So you fire clips. Meaning, let's do a little needle exchange. Let's try medicinal marijuana. Let's try. Let's borrow from all all pots there. But again, people are just resistant because it sounds like what you're doing is cutting addicts a break, which I don't think that that's what this is at all. But again, most people just kind of you know they read a headline and then they're convinced. I just it, it to me it just seems like there's so many upsides, not that many downsides that it's like what are we waiting on? You don't know either. I, I, I can't you, answer why we're you waiting, don't know either. You know so. I, The opiate problem, huge. And people blame overprescription as part of the reason why. A lot of people want to be like, these these damn doctors. And I maintain that, yeah, there was maybe some of that. But once you've gone from, I was taking this pill that I got from my doctor, and now I'm on the street buying it from a guy on the corner, you knew you were doing something wrong at some point and that you should have picked up the phone and called somebody and changed that, right? So there's some of that. So my point being is is that if we overprescribe the opiates, then we overprescribe prescribe these benzos for, for like anxiety. We overprescribe the anxiety medica- medication is my point. And then I believe that marijuana may help people with anxiety. As a matter of fact, my therapist tells me that she feels like that's why I use it is because I've been medicating myself with it versus just using it because I enjoy it. And so like we could cut then. The, and so that is there a resistance from drug companies, I guess is what I'm asking, to make sure we don't ever see this hit full force because they're afraid of the loss of money.
4: Oh, um, without a doubt. Without a doubt, without, we have you know, that, right?
0: Thank you. That's pharmacy what
4: I thought. The you know, the big farm companies are, definitely do not want to see a hit in their pockets. But I will say this, that the state has recently implemented, the state medical board is now limiting how many narcotic pills that we can prescribe at a given time, which, which that now used to be the case.
0: Which that, I know to the average listener right now, sounds great. Okay, And I know that sounds like a huge win except for the guy who legitimately needs those extra pills he's not allowed to get anymore. Because there are going to be extreme cases where people need that, right? So I would imagine there, are, as much as people are out there abusing
4: these pills, there are going to be people who are now hurt because of those laws. C- correct. And so I think that as a physician, the way I look at it is marijuana is just an alternative. It's not the end-all be-all. It's not a panacea. But it's an alternative in, or an option to help people treat some of their symptoms. Okay. And... As a physician, who am I to tell somebody that you have to take this? You know, right. it's 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 a patient choice. It's always patient-centered. This or this. It's your decision. It's your decision, and I'm okay. here just to help weigh out the risk, benefits, and alternatives. To educate them to make the choice Correct. that's and best for them. To, and not to make them, uh, allow them to make a, a decision that is detrimental to their health. I love it. I, I I love that you're not
5: just like, yo, dude, marijuana cures everything. You got asthma, smoke a joint, you're going to be fine. No, you cause, got a problem? Because that, dude, that, I mean, that is. That's, well, that's 420, bro, you know what tie dyed I'm saying? Tie-dyed in
0: Birkenstocks. Right. And I feel like now I can believe you. I can trust you. When you're not selling me one side or the other, I believe I can trust you.
5: Now, when, when, when it comes down to it, we're kind of talking about the broader things. We're kind of talking about, you know, what the state's doing, what you're doing on a corporate level. If I'm looking at this from a user User aspect. If I'm looking at this as like, dude, I'm you know Steve that lives out in Perry Township, and you know my back's been hurting for for, for the last the weed, for the last decade of my life. How do how do I start the process? I think I'm a good candidate for medical marijuana. How do I start going down this road?
4: Well, <clears throat> the state will announce in the next few days um, what the physicians that have been awarded the certificate to be able to recommend it. So there is no prescribing of marijuana. You, the physicians will be able to recommend marijuana. So not okay. just
5: any doctor. These are specific no. doctors that are going to be able to do this. Yes.
4: You, as a physician, you have to apply for the certificate, and you have to take uh, a couple hours of continuing education. Uh, and, as you should. Uh, before I'm you're able that. to receive your okay. certificate to be able to recommend to patients. And I believe I just read in an article that 50, uh, some 50 physicians, so not many, have already taken the steps to become... Uh, yeah it 's not that many at all licensed or you know certified to be able to recommend it
0: I want to talk to you about as uh, dr. Matt Noyes, who 's been approved for a medical marijuana operation in Akron, Ohio, is uh, joining us in the studio. I want to talk to uh, you about one of the things people are most concerned about with this, and it 's their children. Um, we hear a lot about NFL guys like they 're constantly given this vicodin right and because of pain medication. Well, there are high school athletes who are dealing with a lot of these same kind of injuries, and so if you 're a parent um and there's an alternative there, like, but yet you're worried about what your neighbor, like. Essentially, my point is, your neighbor's going to be like, "Oh, your kid broke his leg. Of course, you give him Vicodin for the pain for that." But if you were to tell your neighbor that you're going to give them cannabis, they're going to look at you like you're just doping your kids up and allowing them to get high in your basement, like you know it's the 1970s. But this is a, I mean, it's a little bit of a more natural cure or not cure, but but relief system here, right? Should we be worried about using? medicinal marijuana
4: on like a 16-year-old linebacker well based on the laws of the state of Ohio they would not qualify you would not qualify they okay. would not qualify because acute pain or like for my practice since you know I do uh, sports surgeries you know sports injury surgeries acute pain or post operative pain does not qualify and so, so this at this is chronic time,
5: pain ms stuff like that okay yeah so
4: at this time i really i would say that you know i would not feel comfortable Allowing my children okay. to have marijuana for an acute injury or you know a broken bone, I don't think that's necessary. I think kids are pretty resilient, and most parents, since I you know, and the kids I operate on, a lot of the parents don't want their kids to have narcotics. And really, I'd be these, weary. And these kids are you know they're t- these kids they're tough, and so a lot of them just take Tylenol, they take anti-inflammatories, and kids kids are resilient, they heal quick, and you know. They have no secondary game. They want to get back to playing. They want to get back to sports. You know, they, they don't want to be injured. They don't want to be laid up. So I think a lot of it is just as much uh, that they're physically healthy. They don't have comorbidities. But they, their mentality is um, different. You know, they haven't been jaded.
0: I um, I have a question here from a member of the audience. We're talking, uh, we're talking to Dr. Matt Noyes, who is uh, a, a doctor, and again, he's been approved for a medicinal marijuana operation here in Akron, Ohio. Fire Rock will be uh, the name of that. And I took a, a message here from a listener named Kurt. And I guess this isn't really necessarily a physician question because I don't know if you've necessarily studied this yourself. And this is not necessarily about medicinal marijuana, but just marijuana in general. And Kurt would like to know if you believe – and again, I guess that would be the best way to phrase it for you, is your belief. Do you believe that marijuana is what we've been told it is, which is a, a gateway drug to use of further narcotics?
4: I do not believe... I believe that each, there's in, each individual maybe has their own gateway to something, that every person has their own switch that maybe affects them.
0: So Fantone and I could both have had maybe tried marijuana at the same age, and that may spawn me, That may spur me to try something else, but it wouldn't necessarily make him do it. Is essentially exactly. If, so, I want to make sure I'm here. It yeah, is the, the perfect
4: example is I. You know, I've had friends, professional colleagues, they get injured, um, they end up taking some narcotics to control the pain, and that hits their switch. And then for whatever reason, it's off to the races with you know a narcotic abuse or dependency and then some people that they don't have access what happens what's cheaper heroin you know right. i've seen that happen in yeah, family friends right but what i'm saying is then one could argue that alcohol is a gateway drug for like n- cigarettes right because right. people that people that only they or vice say, versa well yeah, they, well, they yeah. I only smoke when i drink you know what i mean i hear that all the time like, all well, the time then I, is that a gate is alcohol a gateway drug so to me it's like any anything that can there could be a benzodiazepine anything to that sh- al- alters your normal state could potentially... Make you
0: go down a path. Welcome back to sugar. <laughs> I, 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 my, my thing with the gateway drug is I feel like it's easy, like, ah, let's blame this versus the the, the personal accountability of wanting to go further up the ladder.
5: It's like saying, oh, slippery slope. And so many times when people go to that argument, it's like, because, dude, your argument's over. You, you don't, don't have, have any an any, argument. You don't right. have anything else to say exactly there. Right. And I just think a, a part of the problem is people look at it as this gateway of like, there's this one tipping point where I think it's much more of a ladder. Is it like a step along that ladder? For sure. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to take that next step. It's not like it's just like, oh, I smoked weed, therefore yes. all drugs are now acceptable to me. Um, one of the things I think that uh, a lot of people have confusion about when it comes to marijuana, medical marijuana and all that, is the usage of CBD oils. How is medical marijuana going to be different than what so many people have like, heard of recently? Of Like, oh, I take CBD oils and it's going to be fine.
4: So, you know, CBD is the non-psychoactive component of the cannabis you know, and right. so So just the pain relief, none of the I feel funny. Well, it's not as much even just pain relief. I mean, we're looking at, you know, does C B D affect cancer cells and destroys cancer? There's a lot of research right now that says C B D and or THC combined can bind onto cancer cells and disrupt Cancer cells and kill them, but not normal healthy. Tissue. Helps
0: prevent seizures and makes seizures easier to. I've, I've read. I mean,
4: there's definitely anecdotal evidence. You know, the term I would use is anecdotal. There's nothing been proving and proven in randomized clinical trials, but you definitely hear stories that people that have tried every uh, medication under the sun. These families moved to Colorado or states where marijuana is legal, and the kids, you know, seizure reduction is you know significant. And so,
0: did you hear about Colorado? By the way. They're taking, some of the, they're taking some of the profits made from recreational marijuana. Recreational. They're taking some of the profits and rounding up homeless veterans and putting them into the apartments with the money. What a terrible drug, right? Yeah. What a terrible <laughs> gateway. How, how, how about that gateway?
5: What, what does medical marijuana do for an economy for a lo- on a local level? Like, Great what, question. Like, what can we Great expect question. in Northeast Ohio as this starts to go forward?
4: Well, I mean, certainly I, I know that the city of Akron is charging a, uh, a fee a yearly fee to to maintain the license there. That's and so that's a quick way to generate some Any revenue. city
0: would tell you they want businesses yes. in their city. Yes.
4: Yes. Great. Right. So that's a quick way. I think that um you're going to have uh increase in like uh buildings being purchased, rent, you know, less empty storefronts. Correct. You know, these uh,
0: which if you own a business I don't want the storefront next to me empty because God only knows what's happening at night and stuff like
4: that. So yeah, more businesses, it brings more security. And then uh, more employees, right. you know, more jobs. More taxpayers. Uh, exactly. So I I mean, there's definitely going to be a boost. I mean, that's been proven in every city, every state that has seen a medical marijuana program rolled out. So when will you be open? Well, the, the deadline that the state has set for it to be legal is September 8th and and our hope and plan is to... Uh, By 8.30 that morning? <laughs> to, be, to be ready. I love
0: it. I love it. That's Dr. Matt Noyes, who's been approved. He uh, is, again, the owner and proprietor of Fire Rock LTD. Uh, uh, up on Operational in California. Will be so it sounds like September 9th, at least. September 8th. September 8th. I was going to try to give you the 12 hours there. He doesn't even want him. He wants to be open that morning. Dr. Matt Noyes, I want to thank you so very much for uh, spending not one, but two segments with us this morning, and uh, we're going to keep you in the Rolodex. I have a feeling we're going to want to friends, and we're going to want to lean on you for medical uh, purposes on the program. But aside from that, we do need to take this break and be right back with more Stands Right Show next. Hang on.
1: And all I gotta say is it's
3: Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say Oh God.
2: Oh my night.
1: Clint Parker.
2: Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. I do not have the ability to go back in time, now.
3: A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So... Here it goes, it's called
2: Check the dust up if, if he were habitual
3: homosexuals Then by all means, take a hike
2: I thought I liked
1: women Women, 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 women Love got the pass. here comes a Wab- Good spin move by Jim
5: It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is There's a dirty little secret You told
1: Clint
2: Parker
0: To turn around and take off his pants Yes. And did he?
1: Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. But he gotta eat the
2: booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah, yeah. You, f***ing fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper. To be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants, you ain't seen nothing yet.
3: And I don't know nothing about it, but
2: I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her? Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. What? Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real, yeah. I been drinking.
0: You told me to leave wallet in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being
3: in the industry
1: with how much do you take on your face? Bam, all upside his head. Just slap him. Make him make you slap somebody. Is yeah, I, had to off, I had to take off my shoes, bro. Uh, so kiss my black. Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Who do I get? God bless America and God bless Trumpy Bear. That was like a peck. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on a couch being a loser.
4: Ball's still on the warning track. He's being waved home. And when Encarnación says yes, indeed, you'll see something you've never seen before. That's me with an inside
2: the park home run. How about that?
0: How about it indeed? Hammy's the best of the business, man. You'll see something you've never seen before. That's me! <laughs> With an in the park home run. That would be a tough
5: call to make. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, you just don't expect it as you never it's coming see off. see it. Especially from Double E. It's not like that dude's necessarily the wheeliest dude on the, on the block. So, like, and I mean, how many times have you had something coming out of your mouth? And you're like, oh, my God, I don't know how to finish this. What am I going to do? Every, That's day. Me. Every day. Every day. Every <laughs> day. Dude,
0: do we have time? Yeah. Yeah, grab. See, dude, gra- see <laughs> can you grab me just That's Me?
2: Yeah.
0: And you know what I want to do with That's Me. Hold on, let me find it. You know it. what yes, I want. Yes,
1: indeed! You'll see something you've never seen before. That's me! <laughs>
0: with a- Emmy is the greatest, man. And I would imagine he'll be behind the mic today. Indians home opener, obviously. Uh, I believe 4 o'clock. Yeah. Kansas City Royals in town. Hopefully they get the game underway. I mean, the weather was supposed to be worse than it is. I'm hearing now 42, a little windy. Yeah, area. I
5: mean that sucks, dude. I ain't going to sit out a Progressive Field for that one. But God bless you, people that already wrap up. Right. I mean, you know, be I mean, warm
0: out there. It was supposed to be something like 30 and slushy though. So at least it's
2: not going to be.
5: that. Yeah, hard. I was going to say I don't think I don't think the rain or the snow or the whatever is going to have too much of a problem. So the game should go off. I think. I would uh, I would imagine so. If you're not heading there though, first Friday in Kansas. Yeah, yeah, a little first Friday action. What's uh What's the plans for Stansbury? You are uh, going to make it happen. Tentatively, I'm
0: on the schedule tonight for the Agora, but I am actively trying to get out of it. I I, I would like to be able to not have to do anything this weekend, but go and get drunk tonight and then, like you know, ride it out. Yeah,
5: it's first Friday. Um, from what I've heard, I believe George's Kitchen will be back up and operational tonight, so there should be burgers coming out of all that, and I think everything. Yeah, I was in there not that long ago. I had a couple of beers, but they were not ready to serve food. Yeah, I think they were doing like limited menu, but from what I think I saw online, I think they're going to be ready to go. And uh, Canton history is the theme tonight. You were. telling me about earlier yeah. so if, if if nothing else even if you're not like dude i want to go out and get wasted tonight i'm sure there'll be interesting things going on within the art galleries and whatnot so june 4th
0: yeah speaking of canton history june yeah. 4th 2014 canton was invented when okay. the San, when the sandsbury show <laughs>
5: okay when
0: the sandsbury show took over rock 1069 that's the big piece of canton history
5: there it is <laughs> there's
0: the information now, i know what the rest of you are going to go well i mean what about the birth of the nfl yeah, yeah whatever 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 <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's not like there's a Hall of Fame tonight. No.
5: no. Dude, they're getting ready to build a Stan's Ray show Hall of Fame. Sorry, David Baker. You're going to have to take a back seat right now, Papa Bear. We got things here. No,
0: I want him as my director. <laughs> oh, God. I, I want right. him as the head of my organization. Aside from that, that's probably pretty close to getting us fired. Yeah, we're we, done. <laughs> <laughs> to, and that's the end of it. Teresa, we'll get you guys hooked up with another $1,000. That will be at 1010 this morning on Rock Nine. Aside from that, we're done. Be back at it live Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock Nine. You guys have a great weekend.